cold. Mm-hmm. Feels so good. Haven't had my air on in the last five days. It was 52 in the house last night. Holy shit. Because I, I live out in the boonies, so I can, like, I can leave my windows open and not worry about getting stabbed slash raped slash shot in that order. So Lucky. Yeah. But, yeah, I have this story that I wanted to start the podcast with, and I double want, want to double check. Let me just make sure. Audacity's going. We're recording. So I talked about it. We First of all, we were not here last week. We had, I think it was, what was it, your wife's birthday? It was my wife's birthday that fell on the day of the podcast, so. And we're terrible, and we don't look at calendars when we could have clearly recorded on a Saturday night, but we did not. (laughs) So, but no, a lot of shit happened, but one of the things I wanted to bring up is, ah, man, it wasn't, so this will come out probably on Tuesday. It wasn't last week. It was the week before. So to precipitate this, uh, my grandmother-in-law, my wife's uh, grandmother, has passed away, but, uh, and people give me – I appreciate all the condolences and reaching out and all that stuff. But she had Alzheimer's since 2001, so kind of expecting this. Like, they've already said goodbye to their grandmother and all that stuff. So, anyway, I say that because they had put her in a nursing home towards the end because they just couldn't – like, you can't – you can only take care of a person for so long before you're like, we need medical help here to help us. Mm-hmm. So – it got to the point where they realized, hey, she doesn't have much longer left. So uh, our Uncle Rocky went up there to sign the, uh, the the DNR, the Do Not Resuscitate. So he signed one, and then a couple days later, they're like, "This is where the fir- this is where the fuckery starts." They were like, "Hey, we lost that. Can you come up and sign another one?" And he goes, and then he had to come up and sign it on a Friday. He's like, "Sure, no problem. I can come up there and sign it." And the lady, or I guess it was the nurse or something like that, was like, okay, so the, whenever the doctor signs this, it'll go into effect. And then he was like, well, when, when's he going to sign it? Like, I don't know if she'll be able to make it over the weekend or anything like that. And they're like, well, it's too late, so they'll have to wait until Monday to sign it. And we are just like, okay. So Monday comes around. The doctor hadn't signed it. She's, she goes. They resuscitate her. Yeah, they send her to the hospital. And first of all, the family is like, what the fuck are you doing? We signed two DNRs. And uh, so my wife, I mean, you've met Hallie. She's pretty timid. Yeah. She, she messaged me like right before she's about to get off work at five. She goes, hey, basically shit's going down. Uh, I'm going to the hospital. I said, what do you need me to do? She's like, don't worry about it. You can just stay at home for right now. I was like, okay. She gets home and she's like, let me tell you about this, about these dumb asses I had to deal with. So apparently they get her to the hospital. So even before they get her to the hospital, they were doing like, uh, I guess the hospice nurse had did a video call before she was like going to show up. They, and then the other, the nursing home had the video of Mama. It wasn't Mama. It was someone else. So they were just like someone was like, uh, that doesn't look like uh, you know, uh whatever, I don't know what And that's not is. my bitch. Yeah. And so Hallie and my and her aunt Laura stayed right in front of the emergency room bay doors. So whenever they were to bring her grandma because they were on their way bringing a grandmother to the hospital. And they were like, Well, we're gonna stand here because we gotta make sure it's her, first of all, because they don't know old people from old people in this nursing home. 
So this security guard walks up. It's like, hey, you can't obstruct this. And my wife goes, go ahead and move me. And I was just like, <laughs> what? He goes, ma'am. And she goes, she goes through everything. Like, they brought her back. They weren't supposed to bring her back. Even the doctor was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You weren't supposed to bring her back. And the paramedics were like, she didn't have a signed off DNR. So we brought her back like we were supposed to. And basically, at the end of the day, like, my wife almost, like, the guy was calling for backup. And then, like, then they showed up and brought her grandmother through and all that stuff. So, so first of all, there's so many things wrong with this story. <laughs> like, first of all, losing a DNR. Okay. Yeah, you just lose those. They're not important paperwork or anything. And then video calling with the wrong individual from the, the nursing home. Because even the hospice person was like, that doesn't look like my patient. And, dude, it it was batshit insane. And I told her, I was like, you have so many cases here for lawsuits. Like, your family could probably get paid. She oh, like, we don't really care about that right now. No, no, j- just to fuck with them. Just Oh, just, yeah. Just, just, be the, just be those people. Like, Two DNRs, you... you resuscitate the bitch, you show me the wrong individual, and then you... Oh, dude, I, I would have been all over that fucking shit. And, like, on that day, like, Rocky... Because Rocky is disabled, so he gets a disability check, but he's still, like... He basically runs cars between dealerships for payment under the table. Sure. And he was running a car, and he got the call, and he was just like, Fuck it, are you serious? <laughs> like They're like... Because well, her blood pressure had dropped. And they're just like, all right. And then she went. And they're like, well, we can bring her back real quick. And they brought her back. And my wife is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> do you not know what the letters D and R stand for in your line of work? And she came home just infuriated. I loved every minute of it. Like, it was great. That's insane. Like, she sat there for 15 minutes telling me this story, and she looks at me, and she goes, you're going to tell us on the podcast, aren't you? I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. This is going to be an icebreaker. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, that's the medical field in this area just fucking it up big time. I mean, this is the same one. I told you about the, the COVID story, right? No. So so Aunt Cass is the one that Mamaw used to live with. She yeah. was her primary caretaker and all that. Uh, she's on the phone, and this is before this debacle happened. She was on the phone with one of the nurses and was talking to her about, you know, medications that her mom was on and how she was doing. Because because of COVID, they can't really just go visit her. It's like a like if you wanted to go visit somebody in a nursing home, it's literally like going to visit someone at a prison where there's like a glass in front of you and you can't like interact with them and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she's talking to her. She goes, "Okay, ma'am. Well, I have to go ahead and get off of this. Uh, I have to go ahead and get off the, uh, the phone because I have to give your mother her blood thinners." And she goes, blood thinners? My mother's not on blood thinners. She goes, ma'am, all COVID patients are on blood thinners. Oh, yeah. And she she goes, oh, what patients? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, apparently she had COVID and they didn't tell the family. And I'm just like, what the fuck is the world we're living in right now? (laughs) Like, it is insane. You just solidified that I am never moving to Arkansas. Never Dude, going. I there. mean, and I mean to sum the story up, we are. It's going to sound morbid, but me and Hallie both are happy that she's gone because she's no longer suffering, right? And all that stuff. It takes a lot of the stress off of the family and all that stuff too. But it's one less thing to worry about. Jesus fucking Christ, man! <laughs> like that's crazy. 
That is, I I never heard a story like that before. That's awesome. And as soon as my mom hears it, she's going to be like, don't ever put me in a nursing home. I'm like, you're going in a nursing home. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't love you as much as this family loved their mother. So <laughs> right. <laughs> and they still put him in the nursing home. I, yeah. I mean, she was only, she wasn't even the nursing home in a month before she passed. Oh, wow. It was, it, so it was super recent. They, she went from. Yeah. Because she, she was, get, I mean, she's been going, she was going downhill and then she broke her foot. And then Cass is like 60 and she's crazy. Mm-hmm. So like Cass is going to get to the point where she needs someone to take care of her soon. So I'm just like, you got, you got a crazy person taking care of a person with Alzheimer's. So I don't know, man, that's crazy. That's what this whole weekend's been about is just crazy people taking care on, of crazy people. Well, she's, she passed on Thursday of last week. So a lot of the family came in, and there was family from Michigan that drove down. Oh shit! And uh, yeah, so that's what yesterday was. Today was at the record at the time of this recording, the funeral will be tomorrow. But at the time it's released, it will probably have been yesterday. So we'll go to that and all that stuff. So, but yeah, <laughs> shit's crazy down here. Don't get hurt down here. Yeah, don't. And then I'm having surgery. I'm having oral surgery on Friday. Oh yeah. To have my wisdom teeth removed, so hopefully I don't die. So. You're not gonna fucking die from having your wisdom teeth pulled out. You'll be fine. You never know, dude. Oh uh, no, it's Arkansas, so y'all y'all fucking Josh Holmes from uh Queens of the Stone Age went in for some kind of surgery like on a it was either like a toe or a finger or something. He almost fucking died. Yeah, you need to look that up. It was like right after Era Vulgaris, I believe. He had some kind of surgery, and he, I think he, he, it was some rough, rough patch. I also haven't read that story in a long time, so don't quote me on it. I know he was in surgery for something, and he almost fucking died. I'm looking it up Which, right now. While you're doing that, that, that kind of goes into what my, I mean, you're going, I, we'll switch the weeks up because while you're looking that up, this kind of goes into my week because on, I believe, the 17th, Run the Jewels did a concert on Adult Swim. And the reason this corresponds with that is Josh Holmes is on one of their tracks. And, uh, dude, I finally watched it the other day. If digital concerts aren't to this caliber for anybody else, like, don't even fucking at me. Mm-hmm. Like, Run the Jewels did an amazing fucking concert. It was and super good. It like, yeah, it was called the Holy Calamavote Concert. And it was like a telethon with Eric Andre doing skits and stuff. And then it's just the full length of Run the Jewels 4. Like, they just played the entire thing. But the minute that Killer Mike was singing Walking in the Snow, and the minute he says, I can't breathe, and then the music drops, and he plays the rest of the verse, like, sings the rest of the verse without any music, that shit was amazing, bro. That was fucking dope. I like how some, I guess some of their, uh, musical guests on tracks couldn't show up so they did like these big ass tvs where like like zach de la roca uh pharrell josh holm there was the other one there's a, a older lady that sings on that one song too but they they kind of like digitized them in and not digitize them but live streamed them in mm-hmm. so yeah man that concert i've watched it like three times already like it's it's ridiculous no it's good. it's super good i I saw it probably twice. I saw it when it was live, and I saw it again just recently, just because that the entire performance was awesome. 
And then they did a music video for Yankee and the Brave that was a cartoon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, shit. Yeah. I, I would watch an entire series of that shit. Oh, like, yeah. And some people are like, this animation style is so crude. I'm like, have you watched an Adult Swim show ever? Have you ever like, seen China, <laughs> Illinois or fucking? Yeah. Or, I mean, early Aqua Teen. Mm-hmm. Or even like, I mean, not even on Adult Swim, early South Park where it was done with cart, uh, construction paper. Yeah. Uh. I'm I'm glad rough. I I'm glad I missed that. But like when I think of that, I'm also thinking of like home movies, which home movies used to be on actual like children's syndicates. Yeah, like yeah. old squiggly lines mm-hmm. is what we, we always call it because it was uh, I think it was from the same creator of Doctor Cats. Yes, Doctor Cats had the squiggly lines as well too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I uh, I've been listening to a lot more of just that album. That album is probably my album of the year. Like that album is so fucking good. It's gonna be tough. I've I've got a lot of music that I'm I'm going through. That you should say rap album of the year. Oh yeah, definitely hip hop album of the year. But when it yeah. comes to like all my, all the other music that I listen to, it's it's a close close match. But yeah, no. this isn't gonna be a situation where it's like Sonic's the movie of the year. It's because <laughs> nothing else came out. I'm you are so still tired mad about that, that. I'm so tired of everyone's like, Sonic's the best movie of 2020. I'm like, yeah, 2020 was like a dumpster fire on top of a landfill fire. Like, if you want to hold that quote-unquote W on that one. I guess a win's a win. A win's like, a win, but it's it's like fitting that Sonic is the movie of the year for 2020. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So... <laughs> Uh, speaking of Sonic, I think we both got our uh, Sonic first four uh, figure yep, statues I got, in. I got mine over here. I got mine right here. I haven't moved it yet. So I gotta ask you: Does your, does your, uh, I guess what is this? The, the thing that the save point or the checkpoint is on mine the goal like post? wiggles. Mine wiggles right here for some reason. Maybe it's just not glued down. Yeah, I might have to put a little bit more glue on it. But no. This is great. I only paid like a hundred bucks, and it's a. I mean, this is great for audio listeners. But if you want to go check it out, go to firstfourfigures.com, and it's the Sonic. I don't know, PVC exclusive or something like that. Yeah, it's not expensive. I don't know if they still have those available though. They sold they're out they're pretty not. quick. No, they're not available. Well, I mean, they're only available into a certain. By the time way before production even starts, they're no longer available. Mm-hmm. You could probably they'll probably be re-released by maybe sold by like another company or something like that but strictly from first four figures you can't get them anymore the last one i have coming and i think it's supposed to be shipping either fourth quarter of this year or quarter one or two of next year i got the majora's mask one and i think it lights up i think the eyes i think the eyes illuminate i think uh seth my roommate picked that one up because it was also was only a hundred bucks so but no, what's weird is I had this weird thing was I love Majora's Mask and I think the concept of Majora's Mask is great. But looking at that mask for an extended period of time just fucks with my head for a second. Like it is a f- kind of freaky looking mask. And now I'm just going to like have it in my room now, which is. So you're saying if the, go, if, the designers did good. I mean, if I start going insane, you guys will know. But you can't really tell because I'm already insane. So, but. We also played, before I get to the last one, because this one will also go into your week, I played Among Us last night. The only reason, the only notable thing that I bring that up is because I played seven rounds, and I was imposter five times. <laughs> like, the first four in a row, I was imposter. Like, I got in, I got the first one, I was like, cool. 
we won the first one because it's just, you know, pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I was like, damn, I got it again? That's crazy. So we won that one. And then the third one, I was like, come on, dude. Well, there was only six of you playing. Uh, in the early, in the beginning, there was ten. We were having co- people come in and out nonstop. Okay. Uh, the last the last couple rounds was just one imposter and six people. So, but we were doing two and ten. But, and then by the fourth time, I was just like, they're like, I'm voting Tornado just strictly because he was imposter the last three times. And I, you know, I said, fair enough. Fair. And they were like, oh, shit, he really was one. I was like, yeah, I keep getting it. That's so, funny. and what was my buddy, uh, he's actually in the Discord. His uh, name is Hamburglar. Someone asked him a question. They were like, all right, because his real name is Alex. They were like, all right, Alex, is Tornado capable of being this stupid that he's claiming? And I just, I, I, I unmuted myself and I said, don't you fucking answer that question. And he went <laughs> off. He was like, oh yeah, he's a complete moron. <laughs> so, <laughs> but That's no, great. it was great. And then uh, I've been doing some more beat art. If you can see behind me. I can see Arcanine. Yeah, I got the, uh, I was waiting for, sometimes sprites will have that weird color that you, like that weird shading of yellow or a weird shading of purple or something like that. And you're just like, I could substitute this color with another one. And then you look at it for a long time. And if you're OCD and ADHD, like me, you're just like, I can't do it. I got to have the color. So I went and put an order in. I went to the Perler Bead website because that's where I order them all from. And they had like 10 new colors. And one of them was a honey color, which was perfect because I needed an in-between color of brown and yellow. And it was perfect. So, yeah, Arcanine. Let's pull them off. Arcanine's bigger than Gengar, but he looks pretty good. Yeah, he it's does. It's the sprite from, uh, I don't know which. He's, this one is from Fire Red and Leaf Green. He's a chunky boy. Yeah, he's great. But, yeah, this this is the honey color that you see right here, which, again, this is great for audio listeners. But this is for the stream. But it looked really uh, – when I put them in there, when I put the beads in there, I was just like, I don't know about this. And then, like, I took a, a picture far away back. That's my problem is you need to look at these things from far away once they're complete. And then you see it, you're like, oh, no, this this looks perfect. So I was really happy with this, and I'm very excited. So I'm going to do more of these. Uh, I need to raise money for uh, just Christmas this year because shit's expensive. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to uh, start sending these out for, like, if people want to do commissions and shit like that. I'll stream them. And the next one I'm going to do is, and if Scotty is listening to this because I gave a hint, I'm going to do the Knuckles from Sonic Advance 3. Oh, like cool, the, cool, just, cool. Just Knuckles by himself. I don't know if I'm going to give it to Scotty yet, but, and I also don't know if I'm going to stream that on Mega Visions or my personal yet, but we'll find out. And then uh, the final thing I did was everyone found out I was a fucking coward when I played, uh, <laughs> we played Phasmophobia with Kiki and Scotty on Thursday. Man, I hate scary games like that, man. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't like. I like creepy, weird games. Like, I guess that, that's what kind of like, like why I like Resident Evil. Even though Resident Evil also has like jump scares, I just don't like jump scares. Jump scares are a cheap form of horror, I believe. Like, okay. You're just like, ha, gotcha, and I'm just like, god damn it, you didn't. Unless it's earned. Unless it's like, like with the Conjuring and like Annabelle and all that shit. Those that motherfucking that shit's not earned. But I just I don't like scary games. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm a big old pussy. I don't even think there's that much of a jump scare. Like, all, all that happens to you is, like, 
you you see the the fucking guy walk by or you see the hands come behind you yeah. and then it's it's like you know it's going to happen you know it's coming it's not well, like I never died so poof yeah exactly like <laughs> you're thinking that it's a jump scare when you actually never died because you were always in the van it might have been different if i would have like died early and experienced it and i'd been like oh that's it okay well fuck this shit then let's yeah, just it's, run it it's here. it's really not that bad but like all that ends up happening and apparently they're all the same is that you see the hands come behind you you're thrown into this dungeon that's made of like rotting intestines and flesh and you're hanging from like this chain hook and you see all these other corpses around you. And then there's this individual in the middle who's just like gracefully sways behind you or it, it sways in front of you and like walks closer. And then like the freeze frame like cuts out and then they're right in front of you. And then it cuts to, to black. And then the rest of the game, you are this ghost that walks around. So like the entire time after I died that mm. we were trying to get away or grab items or whatever i was like right on top of you like standing right on top of you yeah yeah scotty likes that game kiki likes that game i don't like that game i'm it's not got some poly it's in beta but like or early access is what mm-hmm. it's in it's got some polishing it needs it needs some polishing i agree i think that the premise of the game though like what the game is supposed to be is very ingenious I, I like it quite a bit. I'm just mad that none of you fuckers knew who Zach Baggins was. No, I have no idea. He he is the epitome of like I mean he's on the show Ghost Hunters. He's the main one of the main guys, and he's all he he doesn't actually say it like this, but he's always like doing what you did. He's just like come at me, bitch ass ghost, and all this other stuff. And he's like, oh my god, it just scratched my back. Do you see these scratch marks? And I'm just like, oh my god, Ghost Hunters fucking this sucks. <laughs> But they're going for their 28th season. I don't know Are what they got serious? renewed for. They're, I don't know if it's 28, but it's high. It's way higher than it should be. So I knew that Ghost Hunter was a thing because my father-in-law fucking watches Ghost Hunter. At least watched when I was... When I was... Oh, dude. It was... I was trying to tell this during the stream. So Steve... I don't give a fuck because he's not going to listen to this. And whatever. <laughs> uh, Steve when we were living in the same household and I was plowing his daughter, uh, we, he would watch ghost hunter like all the fucking time. And he, he was the only one that had a car. We shared a car for a little bit because I had to go to work and he also worked nights. So it worked out. Uh, but he would forego sleep or like say, fuck you to work. Him and his fucking post office buddies would dip the fuck out. And in Brentwood, we had this insane asylum. Because, of course, we do. We had this insane asylum uh, probably about five miles away in this wooded area. And there was a special education or special asylum already there. But there was a broken down building right next to it like not even not even like 300 meters away and so everyone would go there at night and try talking to the spirits and the ghosts because of course you're used because like long island has these rumors that during the 1940s and 1950s post world war ii they would be doing a lot of lobotomies and like crazy science bullshit things there 
And so they would try to talk to the ghosts of the deceased of those who were experimented on. All you're going to find is crackheads fucking each other while they're squatting. And <laughs> like, there's nothing there. They're just pissing shit in, in these fucking abandoned buildings. But you want to go down there looking for fucking, fucking ghosts. You, is anybody here? Yeah, get the fuck out. And it's like it's a the, the, the fucking the stoners and shit like that. Like, no, dude, shut the fuck up. And they you try to. Yeah, no shit. Did you leave? You probably should have left. How many needles did you step on when you walked out? Yeah, seriously. Did you get a needle thrown at you? That scratch in your back probably looks like hepatitis C. Oh, I got it. Ex- excuse me. Ghost Adventures is the one with Zach Baggins. In it. Okay. I Zach think... Bag or Ghost Adventures is on its 19th season. Holy shit. And then Ghost Hunters is the other one where it's like more like, I think that's like the Taps crew, where it's just like they're not, they don't play it up as much, but it's still kind of stupid. And uh, mm-hmm. they're only on their 13th season, apparently. Yeah, I know. I, I can't do either one of those shows. I don't have a lot of respect for people who go out there and uh, go hunting for ghosts. Speaking of which, Kiki is going out hunting for ghosts for her birthday. Oh, my God. Zach Baggins is also just like a douchebag. He So there was a movie that come, come that came out called Demon House. You said Zach Baggins reminds me of you. Reminds me of me? No. No, reminds you, you of me. Oh, just the way you were acting when we were playing the game. Oh, okay. Just like going off, going crazy and all that stuff. But no, Zach Baggins has a movie that came out a few years ago called Demon House. And it's supposed to be like the like one of the – I don't know. the. I watched Red Letter Media's review of it. And it's basically supposed to be like – it's basically his show but in a movie form. It, it's really stupid. It's really dumb. But he has his own like horror museum where he has like memorabilia from serial killers and haunt. Like I think it's I think it's Ed Gein's like cauldron that he would like cook people in and shit like that or something like that. Jo- he's got like John Wayne Gacy, some of his shit and all this other Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. And I'm just like, all right, man, that's cool. But he also plays it like as like a welcome to the sideshow, like all this shit. He has like a top hat and a cape on and all this shit. And I'm just like, oh. You're a whatever century we are in. You're like a circus sideshow, f- like freak leader, is what you're trying to be. Mm-hmm. And you just suck. You suck. You don't suck on the level of Billy Mitchell, but you also suck. <laughs> <So>. Garbage ass <laughs> human beings. That's crazy. They're everywhere, man. And then I also voted this week. So, oh, how, how did that go? Took me 15 minutes. I was in and out. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no, man. Like I was already like apprehensive about the early voting thing like tiff already did it but mm-hmm. like this is coming from somebody who like works for the government i don't trust the government so i'm just gonna go in day of and should just... this week is the last week or yeah this week is gonna be the last week of early re- voter registration this is the week that i feel like it's gonna be insane yeah uh, uh everyone waited i'm i'm going in on election day I'm not trying to th- spread any fucking rumors or anything. It's just my whole personal thing. Let me go in on election day, go down to the fucking school and do my thing. Don't get off of work. I don't trust the post office. I don't trust trust the mail. There's nefarious people out there and be like, oh yeah, fuck this guy. Oh, with well, with our early voting, it's it was the same as like on election day where you go up to the kiosk and all that stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought it like because Tiff said that she just went to the DMV and they asked her to make her selection on the little pin pad. 
Oh no, I went to the local uh, rec center, and you go into this one specific area, and it's like a whole floor where they have the ballot machines, and they have people helping you, being like, you need to review all. There were fourteen presidential candidates, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. But uh, does your state no. have the guy with the shoe on his head? I don't. <laughs> I don't know what his name was, so I didn't look for it. <laughs> they don't show pictures. It was just names. Okay, so. But uh, no, instead of the well, at least where I am, instead of the uh, instead of the sticker, you got basically a stylus because that's what you use to make your selections on the touchscreen, and it's like a pen without the actual pen part, and it says "I voted." Oh, you you, you guys it. are fancy. We we yeah we we're get fancy. A, we get a piece of paper, and it says "Go ahead and color in the circle." No nah, man, stupid. But no, I was in and out. The line wasn't long at all. I think I waited two minutes before it was my turn, and uh, I got in and out. And I was, I was just like, I told my boss is gonna take all day, so I'm not gonna act like I'm back yet. So <laughs> it's that that but, Lance Corporal style. Got to skate. Yeah, I got done early. They don't need to know that. Nope, so. they don't gotta know. <laughs> Let me go back to the barracks place and fucking Call of Duty for the next six yeah. hours. I think I went grocery shop. Oh yeah, I've been cooking a lot more shit. I made some Nashville fried chicken the other night and uh it looked better than it actually tasted to me because the way to make nashville fried chicken it's it's hot chicken Mm -hmm. well apparently and i used uh there's a guy on youtube i've been watching called joshua weisman and uh apparently he like everyone thinks it's like a glaze or something that you put on the chicken no it's just all of the seasonings mixed with a cup of hot cooking oil and then you throw all of that back onto the chicken and i was just like this is fine but I also made like a huge thigh and like it was the thigh with the drumstick. So it was a really, really, really big piece. And I was like, I think I would like this seasoning better if it was just like in chicken strip form. If it was just smaller. Mm -hmm. Because like it took each piece of chicken to cook almost half a fucking hour in the oil. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, because it was such a big piece. And I was like, I should have split these up is what I should have done. Because you got to get chicken to at least 165. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how long it was taking. But the outside breading, it was used a buttermilk breading with like a spicy flour mixture. It was pretty good. But like I said, I think I'd if I use that recipe for the food truck, I would do it in uh, in a strip form more than a uh, large piece form. Okay, right on. What did you do, Chris? Why? What happened? It's your turn to talk about your week. <laughs> oh, no. OBS fucking <laughs> popped up, and I'm trying to close oh, no, it no. out before it shits the bed. No, you're, you're good. No. Today I was on the Mega Visions podcast number 57 Halloween special. It was it was fun. It's a little bit different. Say, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, in fact, a lot of it different. They're, they're a bit more structured. Um, they can't. They don't let you while out like I usually while out and say and do stupid well, they, shit. They're very... They also had four people on this one, didn't they? No, it was just a, me, Graham, and Scotty. Oh, just you three? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, like, we, we talked, like, one of the cool things that they that they kind of did was, like, hey, pick any non-horror Sega IP and make it horror. And, what uh, did you choose? I chose Clockwork Night. I don't know. What so, that is. Clockwork Knight is a side-scrolling platformer in the same vein as Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, obviously, uh, slower, but it was for the Sega Saturn, which is the reason why you never heard of it. Yeah, you play as this little toy soldier named Pepper, and you have to go save 
your girlfriend. It's like Super Mario. Go save the princess and shit like that. Sounds like Sparkster. A little bit. Uh, but everything is made out of toys and mechanical things and shit like that. And I was just like, that would be a really interesting horror theme. Kind of like if... Yeah, creepypasta. Like if you were to like take the premise of something along the lines of like nightmare or little nightmares, uh, and then like you know give it the Toy Story setting. So like the kid grows up, he's trying to get rid of his baby toys and shit like that. They all get thrown into the basement, and then like all the other appliances and broken toys and shit like that come alive, and they're trying to to kill him and eat him and pull him to his side, and he's like this this little this little innocent boy. A little little toy soldier trying to get out of the basement, make some shit out of that. Uh, Graham had a really good one that we that we ran away with. I'm not gonna say what it is because you to should the podcast. go listen to the Megavisions podcast number 57. I don't uh, know. I think their podcasts come out after ours, so wait until it comes out and then go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes a little bit longer for them to edit. Yeah, but no, I did that. Um, I'm gonna try to shotgun through everything that i did within the last week or two i found a dead game a dead mmo that now has an open server they're in the middle of fixing it it's called shimigami tensei imagine this was a game that was running from 2007 to about 2010 2012 it did not have a long shelf life but like i played it when i was in college and i was just like okay this is fairly interesting in fact this was one of the first mmos that i started playing after Fancy Star Online because I played a lot of Fancy Star Online for the GameCube, and then after that I like dabbled in shit like uh, Rohan: The Last Blood or other stuff that was on a platform called EG, which that was the mm-hmm. second iteration that they had of a platform. Whatever, not the point. Shimigami Tensei Imagine is fairly interesting when it's fully translated. And that's like the caveat. So <laughs> the problem is, it's like you're one, none of the controls were fucking working until you got past the first wall. So you had to use the mouse to move around, which is mm-hmm. fucking annoying. They couldn't, they didn't let you like change keys. And the, the options, like when you go into the options and trying to go into the settings or going through your inventory, before you reach a certain point, it's all in Japanese. And I don't know why it's all in Japanese. So, like, you're guessing what each of the things are. And a lot of the items are not yet translated because the server has only been up for about a month or two. So they're still going through trying to fix that. But my favorite thing is that when you finally get past the first sequence and they teach you how to fight and they teach you how to target and whatnot, they go into the portion where you're supposed to capture demons and get like demon allies and which is the whole point of Shin, Shin Megami Tensei. pretty much it's 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 demon demonic pokemon like everyone talked about how pokemon was demonic no shimigami tensei is the, the equivalent of that it's actually de- it's, demonic <laughs> it's actually like you're actually befriending demons yeah that entire portion was in japanese i have no idea how to fucking capture a fucking a demon like at all because they they had like eight or nine different screens just all in fucking weeb <laughs> and um okay yeah that no that's cool i was playing it with red jaguar who had never heard of the mmo and he was just like oh this is really exciting i'm like oh man this, this is gonna be trash i'm gonna feel so it's bad for be real bad because that was that was a rough experience but i'm hoping that the developers or the translators can go in there and fix that shit because 
I have fond memories of playing that game. And not that I participated in it, but I do remember like what happened at the end of the game's life cycle. When they actually pulled the plug on it, they literally reenacted the apocalypse and sent all of the high-level endgame demons into the entire overworld. And everybody had to fight the demons, but there was such an influx of how many uh, high-level enemies that were coming in, you couldn't actually beat it. So, I mean, it's fitting to the theme of what Shin Megami Tensei is all about, because it's all about, like, the destruction of man and the, right. the, the forces of hell taking over. So, I mean, like, it, it's cool. I just want to be able to go back and play some of the dungeons and re-experience everything that I missed out when I first tried getting into it. Staying on the Shin Megami Tensei hype train, uh, I played Shin Megami Tensei 4 for a bit on Friday, and by a bit, I mean pretty much the entire night. I was trying to figure out how to get my 3DS working with my yeah, stream yeah. setup. Finally got it working. There is an issue with my 3DS because, and I don't think it's the 3DS itself. I think it's the program because there's a desyncing issue where after like a half hour or an hour, luckily it's not that frequent, it will desync and you have to take the the USB B out or the micro USB out and then plug it back in and then it unfucks itself what what desyncs is it sound that desyncs no it's the it's the entire feed so the audio and video is fed through this usb and the first thing that i read was like hey don't plug it into a usb hub plug it directly into the motherboard and uh and that did fix it for a bit and i think the other problem that i have is that i i didn't charge this baby all the way through so i had the power cord hooked up and when i had it unplugged i didn't have any issues so I don't know if the power cord is interfering with the USB transferring the data over to the stream setup. There's other things that are not perfect, like so it does. It doesn't set. It doesn't go through an Elgato. I thought it had an HDMI out. No, so it's got a micro USB that transfers the data over. So I think that the audio video output is a little bit different for the 3DS. Um, because the first thing that I noticed is that when you're listening to sound quality, it sounds very degraded, but that's just 3DS sound quality. Like compare that to the Vita. When you listen to the Vita, yeah. the Vita sounds like it's in like full blown stereo, almost piece. Well, P, um, like everything's in stereo, but it's like almost PC level quality. And yeah, that's yeah. because the audio for the 3DS records at 32,000 Hertz not 44,000 like you do on on here. So what ends up happening is that the audio will begin to skip. Okay. Cuz I was curious with that because I have some the only audio issue I have is cuz I run I run audio through my headphones so I can hear it so if I'm playing a game, mm-hmm. uh especially like uh the older systems and stuff like that and after a while the muse the sound desyncs with itself. So I have to go through OBS and reselect something and select it again, and it fixes the problem. So I didn't know if that was something that would be the same with the with the 3DS capture. No, I just think that like when you go onto the Murky website, because the Murky is the the guy that or the company that I got the capture card to 3DS through, uh, right. they were just like, "Yo, there is a known issue with the audio quality on the 3DS. You're not going to be able to fix it. Like you would have to get an emulator to." circumvent that issue and it just comes down to bullshit when you think about how much you paid for the mod yes but 
the the flip side to it is that if I if I were to go through any other way, if I were to try to do the Wi-Fi workarounds, because you can stream via Wi-Fi from your 3DS to the computer. That sounds terrible. Oh, bro, the frame drops are insane. Yeah. Like this Good. this thing holds almost a constant six frame sixty frames a second on even problem games. So and there's a lot of games that stutter. Bravely default stutters like a motherfucker when trying to play over Wi-Fi. Xenoblade Chronicles is literally unplayable. Yeah, you that you don't. That's why we don't stream over Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, everything else though, like the game runs perfectly fine. The only issue is the the desyncing. So I think it might actually be something to do with the application that I'm running through. I'm gonna see if there's an updated version of it, but I don't know how much effort is gonna go into it because these 3ds's. There's not many left over. The company who was making the capture cards went mm-hmm. under because Nintendo came out with a cease and desist, which is uh, 100% legal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that gray area because you have the license to play the DS or the 3DS. Like you have the license to play the hardware, but you don't have the license to go gutting it out and homebrewing it. And there's right. once you start really fucking with it and adding the capture card, that's when Nintendo goes like, okay. Well, Selling it for profit is the main thing. You can do that all day if you want to, but mm-hmm. making money off of that is where shit gets gray. Yeah, but I mean, like, once you when you're making, how much of a profit are you actually making? Like the capture card. I, I mean, I spent. I'm, I'm I'm fine talking about. It. I spent almost five hundred dollars on this thing. Uh, maybe even a little yeah. bit more. It's it's a lot of money, and I don't give a shit if people say that I got hosed. I know what the fuck I'm about. I'm just. I don't give a fuck. Slapping your big money dick around everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes I do that, and I get this cool little little thing about it. The desyncing obviously isn't like the biggest issue of it, right? Well, I just play Xenoblade Chronicles on Switch. I do play it on Switch. You should follow my streams. But Shin Megami Tensei Four, like, I didn't want to get off that game. That game is super good. the The setting is supposed to be like you're you're in this medieval like pseudo army right well almost so the the setting is supposed to be you and a buddy go to this city in this japanese medieval time period uh called mikado castle and when you go to mikado castle they're they're looking to get people within the ranks of the samurai and for the last i want to say like five years they didn't admit anybody into the ranks of the samurai and their selection process is that they take out this gauntlet and they put it on you. And it was like, if the gauntlet lights up, then you will be one of the chosen. And so I'm thinking like, oh, it's just like a gauntlet that like, like it's like a spiritual thing. No, it's an actual fucking computer. And they hook the computer to your arm. And if the AI turns on and starts syncing with you and talking to you, then you become one of the samurai. So there's it's Yu-Gi-Oh! And then and Pokemon because you're also capturing demons. <laughs> what I've never gotten into Shimagami Tensei? <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's pretty fucking. It's not dope. for me. It's, it's pretty not. fucking. Dope. I tried playing four and I was just like getting bodied right away. And I was like, oh no, it sucks. The game is hard. Shimagami Tensei fuck. is hard. Like you want to talk about a game that you make one false move and you're like one step away from a game over. Shimagami Tensei four. Or really just any Shimigami Tensei. Any game that needs save states, Shimigami Tensei 4. <laughs> like Shimigami Tensei is the type of game that allows you to save wherever you want to. 
because it's necessary. For a reason. It's yeah. for a reason. You don't want to lose that 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 progress, man. No, I I think that the world building that they led up to is great, and they're already like building some of the relationships and the conflicts within them. So, for example, what you went with a buddy, right? And he was so adamant he was going to get selected, and they were going to be like nobles and shit like that. No. Nothing, nothing for him. Get the fuck out of here. I get selected and you see like how we were all like super cool with each other. He looks at me with this disdain and hatred and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill you later. (laughs) Well, if I remember right, that one was all about like two other main characters that if you hung out with one more, that, that one would be more of the dark side. One was more of the light side. I just remember a guy in a ponytail and then another one that kind of had a fro. A little bit? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think you're talking about Walter and Jonathan. So... I I haven't played it since 2000, before 2000. Whenever it first came out. Right. the last time I played Shin Megami Tensei 4. Um, no, so apparently there's a neutral route. And I was talking to one of the guys in my, uh, chat. And he was just like, yo, neutral route is supposed to be the true ending. Because Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, which is the follow-on game that came after it, was like, yeah, no, just fucking go neutral and then play smt 4a and that will be like the true route because jonathan is the lawful side whereas walter is the chaotic side so that's gonna be in a regular rotation for me now i'm really invested into it i remember i tried playing this game when it first came out and i got bodied by medusa like they're like i'm level 14 and I just keep on getting absolutely wrecked by one of these bosses. So um, I'm, I have a different build this time. I was doing a magic build previously. Now I'm doing more of a, a physical dexterity build. See, see how it goes. That's where I'm at. I modded my Genesis Mini. I heard about that. Yeah, you were mad because you couldn't get Alien Soldier. Yes, yes, it's pretty good. It's a soft mod that goes onto your Genesis Mini. It's interesting. So, like, you're able to dump all of your MD files onto the Mega Drive, and you might even be able to get some, like, Super Nintendo or other consoles on there, although it is primarily a Genesis emulator running within it. But it's stupid because Alien Soldier never came out officially in the States. It's a PAL game. Uh, And I got the PAL version to try to run on there, and it was just like, yo, this this is NTSC. Get the fuck out of here. But, I mean, like, you can fit, like, you can't fit all of the games on there, but you can fit, like, a big chunk of the Genesis library onto the Genesis Mini. Like, I still haven't bought one yet. I'm probably, they're probably going to go on sale around Christmas time. Oh, dude, they're on sale now. I saw one for 20 bucks at Walmart. Walmart, Target, they're all. I'd buy one for 20 bucks, yeah. Yeah, go check your fucking Walmart and Target. If you can't find one, you let me know because it is super cheap right now. Like I'm not saying hindsight. It's the best. Uh, it's the best mini out there. It's the best mini. I don't know why it didn't sell. It Super didn't... Nintendo's super close, but it's the best mini. Yeah, I, like I know why it didn't sell. It's because it's Sega, but yeah. it's it, it it has the best roster of games. The only thing, the only uh, criticism that you can really make is that they split a lot of their best games across different regions. So like Alien yeah. Soldier is not on the Japanese or the American the pal it's no it's on the korean and chinese region that's weird yeah that's real weird Mm mm-hmm 
Like you want you want the American one because you get Gunstar heroes. You want the Japanese one because you want fucking uh, Yu Hakusho, Makiao Tosen. You want was Wily Wars on both of those? I think so. I think Wily Wily Wars was on all of them. Yeah, I think Wily Wars was at the very least. It's on both the Japanese and the American version. Which I think Wily Wars is just the first three Mega Man games. I'm almost positive Maybe. it's it's just those being remade. I mean, it's it's okay. It's decent. I'm not a big yeah. fan of the Wily Wars. Uh, I would rather play the NES version because I think that the uh, the physics for the Genesis is a little bit jank. Wonky. A little, little floaty. A little yeah. bit floaty. I can agree with that. The I played the free Sega 60th anniversary edition of Streets of Kamurocho. I've heard that wasn't good. That That is not good. That's a bad game. That game is bad real bad. It's bro, you're playing the same level over and over and over again. Yeah, it's just hard. I mean, first of all, it's free, so I guess we can't complain too much. You know, like I understand that you want to like do like these little Easter egg bullshits, but like, come on, like flesh them out a little bit more. You're fucking sick. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Yakuza could be a really good beat em up. I mean, that's essentially what Yakuza is, but yeah, you can three D beat them up. You can fucking you could have just fleshed it out. You could have made it better. Like I understand. Well, I mean, if they were selling it for ten bucks, they probably would have fleshed it out. I don't know. Like even so, even if you're doing a promotion and even if you're doing something for the fans, you don't want it to be like garbage. Shit. You don't want it to be shit because it's a celebration of the fans of the support that you got from the fans from the last sixty years because. Sega has a dedicated fan base. Like, the more I fuck around in the retro community... Somewhat fanatical, you could say. Uh, they are some fucking Stockholm Syndrome motherfuckers. Ride or die motherfuckers. Yeah, like, a lot of mo- fucking Raijin Dragon, fucking, obviously, Mega Visions, uh, fucking Game Tracks. All of them there's ride a- or die for Sega, and I'm just like... Well, there's a lot of them that they're just like, anything that... Anything Sega like related whatsoever, they're just like fucking Sega. Yeah, I'm like dude. Call- I mean, I guess that's how it is. Like, because I'm on the Nintendo side, I'm like, we always got shit. Exactly. So- <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love me some Sega, but uh, that that's garbage. That is shit. So you only <laughs> do like three or four stages within level one because it says level one. And you fight different enemies throughout the the early games of um, Yakuza. Yakuza. And I thought it was like, okay, maybe they'll do like two or three more stages. No, there's there's nothing else. You play the same stages over and over they just again. Get harder and harder. Right. And then like you you can play as Kiryu, as Majima, and then you can unlock Ichiban, who is the main character from, from Yakuza Seven. So uh, it's good. It's it's no no. I take that back. It is what it is. It's not a good game. It's not a good game. I don't um, even know if you can get it anymore. I think you can. I think once you download it. I thought it, it was only available for a limited time. Oh, I I don't know. I un I uninstalled it like almost immediately. <laughs> that that was not fun. Like sometimes uh, during my streams, especially when I'm playing like older retro games, I'll be playing a game for 15 minutes and then I see how the chat's doing and I'm like, yo, do you guys even want to play this shit anymore? And they're just like, nah. Nah, we're good. Because what started that is that the week before that, I was doing a playthrough of Hagane. And I don't know if I talked about this, but we've been playing Hagane, which is that super rare, super expensive Super Nintendo game. 
uh, it's good. It was like Nintendo's answer back to the Shinobi series. Uh, oh, okay. It's it's it is very good. It's got some of the most jankest fucking bosses though. Like the bosses are way easier than the actual stages itself because you only get three hits before you die. Damn. And it's like this this futuristic shinobi style gameplay. It's 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 fairly good. It's fairly fun. But the last stage or the last boss is you gotta. There's this rocket that's shooting up into the air. And so you got to follow the rocket going up the tube by killing, like, different faces and turrets that pop up. It is infuriating because of the way that the platforming works in that game. You have a double jump that you can only activate before you reach your peak. And when you're trying to speedrun the portion, which it is what it is, you're speedrunning the portion of the final boss... There is so much room for error because they'll put platforms right outside your reach if you're not hitting the apex of your jumps. It's difficult. It's very, very difficult. Um, but no, Hagane is a good time. Streets of Kamurocho, not so much. Besides that, I think I already talked about Star Wars Master of Terrace Kasi. That game is ass. Don't play a fucking fighting game of Star Wars because the only reason why I was playing that shit is because... On November first, which is I think this coming Saturday, yes, or no, 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 next Sunday, we're going to be sitting down and doing a recording of like a a collection of Star Wars games and what's your favorite and all that other bullshit nonsense, and that's going into the magazine. So that game is not going down as one of my favorites. That's going to be a, another example of why Star Wars games are garbage. And it says that with the like they introduced some chick that was in that game. Yeah, I think that that was supposed to be the first uh, and my memory fades a little bit because I didn't I didn't play too much of it after I realized, okay, no, this this game is literally trash. (laughs) I think it's supposed to be like Luke Skywalker's lover in the future and shit like that. Like I, all I know is she has like a robot hand or something like that. Yeah, it it was like some extended universe type shit that got written in because Luke Skywalker. I saw continue play it years ago. Yeah, it's it's not good. Like I don't even know how to it, describe it. it. Good. It's it's it's, it's not like shitty Tekken. It's that's the thing. Like it's not even like playstyle wise. It's not like Tekken. Uh, it's got weird input systems. So like in order for you to do like in order for Han Solo to take out his blaster and do shit. You have to hit like forward, down, forward, and then like two buttons, and then he'll yeah, do that's something. The same with Luke's lightsaber too. Yeah, Luke has no specials outside of taking his lightsaber out. When he doesn't have his lightsaber, he is fucking worthless. And so that that early moments in the game, like when the the round first starts, Luke has to spend like two seconds taking his lightsaber out. If you forward dash and go to hit that motherfucker, he's done. He's like, Luke is arguably the worst character that. in the game. He's arguably the worst and one of the better ones if he can. Yeah, because once he gets out. his lightsaber out, then he's got a lot of reach. He's got pokes. He's got combos. And it's, it's, it's yeah, fine. He's a Jedi. <laughs> but what, until he takes out that, that, that lightsaber, no, bro. You're, you're, throwing, you're throwing pokes trying to keep the enemy away and waiting for the <laughs> right amount of distance. You're waiting for that knockdown so you can take your lightsaber out and really start fighting. No. That right. game is fucking ass. Finally, I played the quote-unquote final update of Sonic Smackdown. It's really good. 
they finally like I'm not gonna say that every single character has been fleshed out, but like as a fan game that Arc Forge has been spending probably the better part of the last year, maybe even more. I mean, you've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, no. Sonic so Sonic SmackDown was supposed to have sixteen characters. I think they finished off with like either twelve or thirteen. Most of them are completely fleshed out. There, there are obviously some characters that are way better than others, but like Sonic, Mecha Sonic, Metal Sonic, Knuckles, Shadow, Tails, Rouge, all those characters are like a lot of work and care has been done to them. Amy's got like fucking uh, Super Smash Brothers moves. Like she's got Aether from from Ike and she's got the, oh, God. she's got the fucking final smash of Link's uh do 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 like the Omni oh, Slash yeah. that he does. Oh dude, it's fucking dope. It's super fucking cool. Like they they gave Mechasonic more raging demon because he obviously ever like like six or seven characters have a raging demon input. Like Blaze the Cat has a raging demon input. It, it's it's stupid. It's like an homage and a love letter to fighting games in general because they're just like, what can we give this Sonic character? Uh, give him give him Ken's fucking Shoryuken or give him like that that kick move that he does in Street Fighter Four. It's 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 awesome. Give give fucking what's his name? Give Blaze like some of Terry Bogard's shit. Make her a Shoto character. I guess we're gonna have to play that soon then. Yeah, no. Uh, Sonic Smackdown is the shit. They say it's the last update, but they've said that twice already. And they'll work on Origins of Storms for a little bit, and then they'll need to pick up more hype for their new game. So they'll probably go back to Sonic Smackdown. Hopefully, finish it. Hopefully, give it some online capabilities because that was in the plans. But uh, it is what it is. So, good game. Definitely go check it out. That's my week. That's my that's my last two weeks. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that I might have missed, but it's been mostly work in school and then sprinkling in some shit here and there. I played some Fall Guys. The new Fall Guys is real fun. Like, that new season's still great. Mm-hmm. They're still doing the... They brought the Gauntlet Showdown back to where it's all just gauntlets, but the final... It's no longer just Fall Mountain as the final. It's any final mixed with the gauntlets so it's like i last night i played hexagon and i've done a jump showdown and i've done all that stuff so it it takes out all the shitty uh team games which is perfect good like that's i just the team games are not fun in that so i'm curious i haven't watched any tournaments uh like tournament play of uh season two so i don't know what they're like i don't know if they're just sticking with the main show like playing team games and having all that shit in there or if they're taking advantage of these gauntlets and stuff too. So, I don't know. Alright, uh, I also... Well, I went through the wrong thing. I also forgot to tell you that uh, I gotta go back on my diet because I broke my toilet seat. So... <laughs> so, okay. Caveat to this is the bidet makes it to where your toilet seat is a little bit of an angle. Because, like, the bidet is underneath your toilet seat in the back. So, it's kind of a little bit of an angle. Well, I was sitting on it today, doing my thing. And then I have, like, a little cabinet over to the left where I have my fingernail clippers. So, I was like, you know, I'm on the shitter. I ain't got nothing else to do. I might as well clip my fingernails. So, I lean over while still on the toilet. And I just hear, bop. And I went, what the fuck? So, I stood up and just broke right in half, bro. Like, right in half. <laughs> the toilet like the seat toilet. or the toilet? toilet 
toilet seat, okay. not toilet. Toilet seat. It's about to say not that big of a fat the, ass. The toilet seat or the toilet is super dangerous. That will fucking kill you. No, the toilet seat is fine. Okay. So I got to get a new toilet seat. Yeah, and also no, you're so fat as fuck. Yeah, I felt real bad. I went, I said, Hallie, I'm butt naked, by the way, because I'm about to get in the shower. And I go, Hallie, come here. She goes, are you naked? I was like, yeah, but just come here. And I was like, I broke the toilet seat. She goes, God damn it, really? That's like, awesome. Yep. That's so, great. <laughs> anyway, that has nothing to do with this news story that we're going to talk about. So uh, the first news story that we have today is Twitch DMCA purge deletes thousands of streamers videos. Twitch is taking action against copyrighted music, long a norm among streamers, in response to music industry pressure. Hundreds of streamers received emails from the companies stating that videos or clips in their back catalogs had run afoul of copyright rules, resulting in deletion. This, it seems, is just the beginning. Something similar occurred with the claims from the Recording Industry Association of America, or RIAA for short, back in June. But this time, Twitch isn't taking any chances. Instead of simply informing streamers that they're skating on thin ice per the rules of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which, by the way, sounds like a Street Fighter game, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, <laughs> uh, and allowing them to take initiative, which could include disputing specific copyright claims, Twitch has straight up just deleted the offending clips. In a mass email sent to streamers who at some point in the past had broadcasted copyrighted content, the company did not specify what it had deleted. This is not ideal for streamers whose VODs and clips represent the totality of their work. Just like that, some of the, that material has vanished forever, and though Twitch has released new music tools to aid with future streams, the company's email encourages them to delete additional content, up to and including using a new tool to unilaterally delete all previous clips. Quote, It is insane that Twitch informs partners they deleted their content and that that there is more content in violation despite having no identification system to find out what it is. Uh, business streamer and industry insider Devin Nash said on Twitter, Twitter, their solution to DMCA is for creators to delete their life's work. This is pure gross negligence. Close quote. Twitch has once again failed to effectively communicate the full extent of what is actually happening here. Going forward, the system, this system of automated anonymous deletion will not be the norm. Instead, DMCA takedowns will be specific and live, rather than vague and part of a backlog that spans in an indefinite time period. However, after the big DMCA kerfuffle earlier this year, Twitch paused its standard DMCA process to develop the aforementioned new tools. What happened on the 20th, according to new, to new streamer Zach Busey, as the result of a backup on at Twitch which itself was a product of an enormous number of copyright violations across the platform, given that streaming with music in the background is the norm for streamers. Quote, From what I gather, they were backed up back to the wall, and, and the previous DMCAs are going to be grandfathered as a generalized notification, which means like deleted VODs, clips as the only punishment, Busey told Kotaku in a DM. But when the system starts up again on October 23rd, it's open season, close quote. Speaking to, Kotaku, speaking to Kotaku in an email, a Twitch spokesperson verified that the company took this approach because it was dealing with thousands of notifications from music rights holders. Quote, Twitch is required to process these notifications and notify streamers and take action against repeat infringers by law, said the spokesperson. 
Twitch has also issued a statement. Quote, we are incredibly proud of the essential service Twitch has become for so many artists and songwriters, especially during this challenging time. It is crucial that we protect the rights of songwriters, artists, and other music industry partners. We, we continue to develop tools and resources to further educate our creators and empower them with more control over their content while partnering with industry-recognized vendors in the copyright space to help us achieve these goals. End quote. In the short term, this means growing pains, uh, growing pains that for many streamers are proving agonizing in no small part due to Twitch's communication issues. In the long run, streamers will have tools to mitigate future situations like this, but as ever, it's important to ask who's really benefiting from any of this. Arguably, artists who, are, who already barely make any money from people listening to their music online were getting free advertising from streamers playing their music. However, instead of evolving with the times in a way that might benefit artists, music labels, not the artists, continue to employ draconian methods of cracking down so as to remain in control. I can't say that I didn't see it coming. This is uh, similar in the way of like what ends up happening with YouTube. YouTube, yep. like YouTube will throw copyright strikes on your videos, even if they're not made public, even if they're not like uploaded, like they'll immediately hit somebody with a fucking, yep. with a strike. Yep. I mean, this is just an issue that the music industry has had as a whole for the last 10, 15 years. They are not able to keep up and mitigate the losses that they receive through streaming, through downloading music. Uh, nobody's buying records anymore. Records aren't being pushed. Uh, everything is going into the digital space, and it's very easy for them to copy a track and throw it up onto a video and, as background music. And the way that they interpret that is that it's it's free music that they're listening to that they're not getting paid for. So what do they do? They slap a DMCA on it, and they fucking try to take that shit down. They try to mute your videos. They try to do whatever they can to, to fuck you over. It is what it is. Until we find out a new way where the music video learns how to evolve and move past this shit or the music industry as a whole collapses because we're seeing a lot of artists uh, now pushing for them to get control over their masters and not have their music in the hands of record labels that don't do anything for them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, one hundred percent. It's 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 a shitty situation. Uh, there's not really a whole lot that you can do outside of start looking for royalty free music. And yep. that you can go to uh, OC Remix to find video game remixes. There's a lot of YouTube channels, and even on Spotify now, I've been seeing of like copyright free lo-fi music and shit like that. You can it's even... just ridiculous. Maximilian dude had to go through 400,000 VODs and clips and, like, basically preser preserve his his art. Because, like, I mean, I don't know if, like, the big streamers do this, but I also record all of my stuff individually. So if I ever did want to make a video of it later, I could. But not everybody does that or has the ability to do that. And it's, it's really goofy because I feel like there are a lot of artists out there that have given people the okay, mm -hmm. like via Twitter or something like that. Like people I can think of right off the top of my head, The Midnight has come out and said, like, hey, we're never going to get mad at you for streaming music, like playing something and having our music. Ninja Sex Party has said it. Star Bomb has said it. I think Twerp has come out and said it. So, like, I don't know. Because there's a lot of really good music that I want to listen to while I'm playing games. 
and I'm like, oh, I'll give these like Twitch's music thing a chance, but like the music's a lot of the music's not good. Yeah, no, it's not. It's 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 a lot of people that are trying to get their name out there. Yeah, and if you're trying to get your name out there, you need to take some criticism. It's not good music. (laughs) I mean, look, it, it is what it is. The the issue is, is that even with a lot of these people that are turning around and saying that, oh, go ahead and just take my music, not all of them own their music. They all go through rec- – some of them go through record labels too. So just because one company or one fucking uh, band says, yo, go ahead, play our music, uh, the record label could just be turn around and be like, uh, no, fuck you. I don't remember the, the example, but I've seen it done. Chat says, I think that there are some things that just screw people. For instance, I play Blue Dragon. And got the copyright struck on the fight music in that part of the game. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Where 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 does the line stop if like if I'm playing Donkey Kong Country 2, is the composer or Nintendo gonna be able to be like copyright that because they're playing a song that's copyrighted? I'm like, I'm playing the game. Like, they, how are you gonna give me a copyright strike if I'm playing the game? They used to do that back when I was yeah, running in YouTube videos. They did when I was running vetted games and I was doing the playthrough of, of fucking what is it called? The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. They mm-hmm. muted like a solid chunk of one of my first videos because it was nothing but the the Kokiri Forest theme, or when you're going through Kokiri Village, and they just muted that entire fucking section. That's so stupid. Nintendo doesn't really do that shit anymore. They backed off a little bit. Yeah, but it's what happens when you have a legitimate song. And this is like a thing with fighting games. When they have like a legitimate song with lyrics or just really anything. Third Strike or something. Exactly. Or or fucking something coming out of King of Fighters like uh, Psycho Warrior or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. They, They just mute it. They take down your video because you're playing the fucking video game. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. That shit's garbage. So what, now I gotta mute the in-game music and play some kind of lo-fi or play some kind of copyright-free music? That's what some people do. Some people actually, like, fucking take down, take, like, when they're playing fighting games, Kizzy K turns off the fucking music and plays some other background music instead. It's dumb. I'm curious, I'm curious, because I think the article said it, but I'm curious if they're gonna, because, I mean, six months ago, they were hitting live channels real hard. Mm-hmm like just shutting down channels i'm like yeah that's fucking bullshit man like and two like it's not like and and it's this actually goes with the story that we're going to talk about after this next one but it's just like it's i it's weird because i can see it like if i wasn't streaming they wouldn't say shit Mm -hmm. like you're just playing music and playing video games but the minute like and then also i would say if we were streaming and not making any money whatsoever like off of streaming, I don't think they would have a problem with it either. But it's the minute that a third party start makes starts making money. That's the same thing that we're going to talk about. Like I said, with the other article, is hey, this person's making money, but they're playing our game or playing our music. We want a cut of it. And I'm just like, I look at it as you know our art for Scrubverse. We bought that art. We commissioned that art. We bought it. We bought the rights. To be able to use it wherever we want to, I guess you when you buy music or buy a video game, I guess you don't buy the rights to be able to just do whatever you want with it. It's it's a gray area because it's not something like streaming as as a whole is a new form of entertainment. 
and there's aliens a lot of people right and even to this day like motherfuckers still think i'm playing video games while i'm working and watching twitch like it they don't understand so because of that there are a lot of laws that have not been put in place yet to to protect both like content creators rights holders all that shit and it's open season so when you have the people who have the money to fight this type of shit and get it into their favor, like the the fucking record labels, who can just go out there and say, like, no, we're the rights holder, take that shit down. Because the only thing that they care about is that their music is being played, and it's being played for free, which is bullshit. Like, I'm, yeah. it should fall under fair use. I'm not using your music for the sake of of just sharing your music out into the world. I'm actually fucking doing something. And so yeah. those type of laws need to be expanded on and dissected and criticized. So it's. Yep. Our word of advice to everybody is find you some good copyright free music. Like we said, OC remix has a lot of good stuff. Uh, I think you can stream a lot of game chop stuff. As long as you give them credit somewhere. Like, as long as you credit the, uh, what is it called? We do it with ours, too. When we used to use a lot of Game Chops music. We to... we cite, we pretty much cite where we got the music from. Yeah, you just have to credit it. Like, if you want to do that, like, credit it down below when you're streaming or something the like that. The first thing is, is that certain people want you to buy their music. So, Game Chops wants yeah. us to buy their music, and then after that, we have to, like, show, hey, this track is from Game Chops or some shit like that. Yeah, and we bought it and all that, which I got no problem doing. Yeah. I got no problem with that whatsoever. That's fine, because at least the money is going to the people who actually made the music, not some some greedy fucking corporation that... Yep. I would also, too, like some of these bands, not saying that I don't trust them, like I would, I trust, I would say I trust Ninja Sex Party and Twerp and The Midnight and all that stuff, but screenshot the tweet that they put out mm-hmm. to be like hey you're good with it or save it or something like that to be like later down the road if you get a dmca strike against that be like hey they said it's good and all this other shit so i don't know just be careful with your music can't it, that sucks too because a lot of perks for like subs would be like you know choose your music or how does that work for like media share mondays that i've seen some people do where they're just like you pay a certain amount to like watch this clip and all that other stuff that's something bruce green does yeah I don't know how that works because, like, even, uh, like, I remember Maximilian, dude, he would watch, like, full-blown trailers on Twitch, just movie trailers in between games. I mean, Uh, that's some of his YouTube analysis is he's watching release trailers and analyzing them. Yeah. And then he does that on Twitch first. And Bruce Green fucking watches music videos. He has, like, one day is where it's just like, okay, we're just watching 80s music videos. Like how does that how does that work? He's he, he's probably not going to be able to do that shit anymore. It's it's really sucks because then it starts limiting like you can't watch this because that's the whole reason is you want to experience things with other people because mm-hmm. like it's fun. It's like right now if I could like I would love to watch the the Kalama vote concert with everybody like just to throw that on there. I guess that's where Discords come in. Yeah, like we're gonna do a watch party in Discord and all that shit. So I don't know. Sorry, we're reading up yeah. the chat right now. <laughs> H2O saying I went back to watch the VOD from MTG last night and all I heard was static when I was f- interacting with chat for the first three hours and all of my audio was changed. You're going to have to start recording everything through OBS. You're going to have to do a window capture and just capture well, everything. 
Yeah, or you could do like I do is like luckily with OBS Studio, it has a stream and record function. Mm -hmm. So you can output the stream to a somewhere on your on a hard drive or on your desktop or something like that mm -hmm. so that you can at least keep it so that you don't rely on the VODs. I know a lot of people's rigs maybe not be able to do that. It's it's just unfortunate. Like that's that's what's it's gonna happen right now. I'm half tempted on my channels to just disable VODs. Because you could do that. You could disable VODs. Yeah, but I get, you know, it's it's not a, a crazy amount, but I get a lot of eyes on my VODs after recording. Like, yeah. you know, like I'll have like, you know, a handful of people show up for my streams, but then I'll have a few hundred views on my VODs. And like, that's where I get some of my fucking follows from. So like... VODs are important to the life cycle of uh, a channel. I like. I don't think that the answer is deleting people's VODs because that's their like like we said, it's their livelihood. So especially if they're trying to get it, make it big on Twitch. Like, and a lot of people are doing the putting their VODs like they don't even keep their VODs. They put it all up on their YouTube channels. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's that's a little bit different. You you make highlight videos and clips and shit like that through through YouTube. When you're doing fucking like the Twitch vods, you're getting a feel for the way that the person actually plays the game, and that's important to some people. So I there needs to be a better answer to this outside of yeah. just record labels going, "Give us our fucking money, bitch." Yeah, H two O, you might have a weird situation with yours because I don't think Twitch would make it to where it was just static. They would actually mute it or something like oh, that? Oh, no. My shit was static, too. So I got a DMCA. Oh, was it really? So I got a DMCA strike on one of my videos. I don't know if it was a strike or a warning or whatever. But there is a copyrighted portion of my opening. And it's a clip from... Uh, oh, I'm fucked. Evo. <laughs> it's a clip from Evo. The King of Fighters 13 finals in 2014, I believe. Really? That one? And it's owned by Bandai Namco, and they muted it. Or they, they, they came in as static when you go back and watch the VOD. Which is weird, because I let that entire video loop, and it only happened once. So It didn't hit the other times when it looped. No. That's one of the reasons why I took music videos out of my intro. Like I took, I had used to have like a bunch of Daft Punk and uh, Gorillaz album or songs. Mm -hmm. I took those out. Like now it's just a lot of the tsunami bumpers, which I'm wondering if those are ever going to get hit. They so, might. They might. Those I mean, are owned shit, by Viacom. Lawrence, or Lawrence is going to get hit by shit too because he he has some of those. I mean, he has old video game commercials and like. He has episodes of uh, To Catch a Predator and stuff that plays. Oh, that you don't know. That's one of Lawrence's favorite fucking shows because he loves seeing scumbags get their just desserts. <laughs> and I know at one point that show got in trouble because people are like, oh, this is like entrapment and all this other shit. And I'm like, dude, you're trying to fuck a kid. Like, fuck off. All those but people. If you find that, all those if you people. Find that right lawyer. If you find that right lawyer. All those people that fucking say that that's entrapment or pedophiles. I don't give a fuck. Yep. I love the ones where they just get, they're just like, uh, because they're just like, what's this guy walking? He's like, watch Tick Seat. So <laughs> he, uh, he later on did a show called Catfished, I believe. And they, he was yeah, catching people that's... who were catfishing. It's shitty, man. Shitty people. Nope. All right. 
Tell me about some meat, baby. Okay, so Minecraft Steve is no longer packing. It is a sad day for Super Smash Brothers fans as one of the most powerful things in the game has been nerfed. Newcomer Minecraft Steve had a victory animation where he ate his meat. But the way that he held it was a little bit suggestive. Uh, it quickly became a big joke on the internet, and Nintendo apparently noticed the latest patch of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate robs poor Steve of his big, stiff meat. The theft of Steve's meat was noticed almost immediately after Super Smash Bros. Ultimate patch 9.0.1 dropped earlier in the evening. The animation in question from Steve's uh, was Steve's victory pose. He used to munch on his meat and then lower it down... Uh, <laughs> As the other fighters appear to give him a courtesy clap. Now he has apparently finished his meal and puts his arms politely by his sides. Patch 9.0.1 is a small one and entirely focused on Steve. It also fixes a well-known issue with Steve's crafted blocks that could cause fighters to fall through the stage. But no one is really talking about that. They are too busy mourning the loss of Steve's giant meat. Look at that shape. Uh I was playing the trailer while you were saying that shit. Uh, That's the new one. And then I played the, the last one. I couldn't find the trailer, but it shows the still. Mm -hmm. And it's just got his big old man meat. Big old right tube there. steak. Look at that what's shit. Yeah, like what's funny is, though, they, they've addressed other things with Steve, like gameplay wise. But the community is just like, give us back his dick. <laughs> like <laughs> truly showing that Smash players are garbage. <laughs> This was the gag. This was the the joke story to put in. Like, this is a real story. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> but like, all right, I don't have anything else to say about it. This is like the most important story that we came out with this week. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so stupid. I don't have anything else to say about that. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. Yeah, I got a two minute break. A, a moment of silence for Steve's meat. Yeah, that's what it is. Jesus Christ, man. I said a moment of silence. <laughs> All right. The last article that we have uh, that actually works with the first article that we were talking about is uh, should streamers pay game developers? Stadia Dev resurfaces the debate against streamers playing games for free. The debate surrounding whether video game streamers should pay royalties to respective developers and publishers has been around for the better half of a decade. Comments made by a creative by a creative director at one of Google Stadia's in-house studios has reignited the argument, forcing Google to distance itself from the remarks. Alex Hutchinson, creative director of the Montreal studio of Stadia Games and Entertainment, posted a thread of tweets breaking down his views surrounding streamers and whether business licenses for games should be introduced. Hutchinson believes that streamers generate revenue from games they've either obtained for free or for very little money, motivating his stance that content creators owe game developers a cut. Per his own tweet, quote, The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for those the content that they use. End quote. Hutchinson's views didn't go over well, with several critics taking shots at the Google Stadia employee. Google eventually released its own statement on the matter, distancing it itself from Hutchinson's remark. Uh, quote, the recent tweets by Alex Hutchinson, creative director of the Montreal studio of Stadia Games and Entertainment, do not reflect those of Stadia, YouTube, or Google. End quote. Outside of the jabs and the damage control, another instance of constructive discussion on the matter emerged. 
Michael Hartman, a developer with 30 years of experience, shared a fascinating breakdown of how streamers are one part of marketing, but not as vital to sales success as they used to be. Hartman explains that most stream viewers are now watching the content for entertainment rather than purchasing advice, which was which has resulted in fewer sales from streamers outside of the obvious viral outliers like Among Us and Phasmophobia of this year. Despite that, Hartman Hartman still believes that it's a vital part of the industry, but expects there to be a deal in the future uh, that benefits both streamers and developers alike. Per his tweets, quote, Viewer attitudes and expectations have changed and evolved. They are primarily there to be entertained by the streamer and the channel. They aren't in shopping mode when they sit down to watch a stream. It will only change and should only change if it benefits both streamers and devs. I know of at least one Twitch competitor that has a rev share with game devs as part of its unique selling point. Though we've seen how hard it was for anyone to compete with Twitch. End quote. Hartman, uh, Hartman mentions that around six years ago, the landscape was different. Streamers directly influenced many game sales in a tangible way. But even then, the type of game mattered. The developer, uh, the developer of the heartfelt narrative adventure That Dragon, Cancer, wrote in 2016 that he felt streaming had negatively impacted sales of the game. Fez developer Phil Fish also had a similar view to Hutchinson's back in 2014, stating that streamers should pay a portion of their Let's Play revenue to a game's developers. With both the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 featuring expanding suites of options for sharing your uh, gaming content directly from your console, it's unlikely that stringent rules around what content can be shared will be common soon. But with all of the recent DMCA strikes against music and thousands of Twitch VODs, it's not, poss- it's not impossible that it could happen. Uh, first of all, fuck Phil Fish. I just want to say that right off the mm-hmm. bat. No, <laughs> like, I agree. Phil Fish is a garbage piece of, piece of shit. So <laughs> Concur with that. Oh, I'm so mad. No, not enough people bought my game. Like, dude, your game was good, but now I don't like the game. <laughs> Fez is still a good game, but that's not the point that I'm getting at. I understand this viewpoint from one section, one caveat, and that's it. And that falls in line with exactly what they were saying here about that dragon cancer. Games that are heavily reliant on story narrative in a way, in a way that is, I mean... That's all the game is. It's essentially a walking simulator that's telling you a story. Mm. That's not a game with high replayability. It's not. You so you could just watch someone play it. And you watch you never have to play it again. Exactly. So stuff like uh, what remains of Edith Finch, that Dragon Cancer, Firewatch, uh, games where it's just like you are experiencing the story through gameplay. Mm-hmm. I do not, um, unless like you're the type of person that likes rereading the same book over and over again, which there are people like that. But I can tell you right now, I've played all of those games. I will never go back and play it. There's no incentive. I've already experienced the game. And that Dragon Cancer is a tough game to get through because of the context of what the game has to offer. So, I mean, I believe a lot of the proceeds of that dragon cancer went to uh, some of the children's hospitals because the premise of the game was that it was the couple's experience, the conflict that they went through while their son or their daughter or whatever was suffering from cancer and ultimately passed away from it. 
that's revenue that you ultimately lost out on because you were streaming it on Twitch. But that is such a microcosm of everything else that's going on that for a motherfucker to turn around and say like, yo, I want a cut of, you want a cut of the money that I made? Bro, I made 20 bucks this month. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll... What makes me mad What makes me mad in this article first is when Hutchinson says streamers uh, generate revenue from games that they got for free or gave very little money for. What makes me mad is I buy all my games straight up. The only game that I did not buy is because I had a review copy that I had to do a review on was Panzer Paladin. But to say, and I get it, like the bigger streamers do probably get like, especially like Bruce Green, Maximilian, all those big, big streamers. I would even say probably, what do you, I, w I would call them not, I'm trying to think of like tiers. Like Maximilian is definitely like the top tier of like Twitch partners. Mm -hmm. And then you have some, you got lower tiers that they are partner, but they're like averaging maybe 300, 400 viewers instead of like the thousands that Max does. They probably are getting free games too, like sponsored games and stuff like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. But that, but first of all, that just makes me so fucking mad to be like streamers don't pay money for these games, so they're just getting free shit off of it. I'm like, first of all, fucker, like, and like what H2O says in the chat too is like, why is anyone from Google Stadia saying this shit? <laughs> like, first of all, fix your fucking platform of a shit tier game console that is going to go into the Google graveyard within months. Like, it's going to be part of the Google graveyard. Oh, my, my favorite part about this is that Hutchinson, when you looked at his Twitter, he said that he was the executive producer for Stadia. And then, like, when they started, like, actually diving into, like, what his role was, he has such a small role within the company. Like, yeah, he is a supervisor manager, but he has such a small role within the company that it's like, bro, you're nobody. Why are you even talking? And then people pointed out that the banner that he's using for, for Twitter is made by another artist. That he's just like, yeah, that motherfucker never paid me for my goddamn work. What the fuck is this man mm -hmm. on his fucking soapbox for? Look at that shit. Yeah, That's not his. his. He tweets, didn't pay for that. One of his tweets says, uh, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be worried by the fact that they're streaming games that they didn't pay for as well. It's gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. No. Dude, uh, you ever heard of the phrase cock stain? I mean... That's what this guy that, is. I've got a few a few translations for that. But yeah. No, this... Honestly, this guy and other people like it. Like, they, they are a small minority, but they're a vocal minority. Um, they're not mm -hmm. super vocal. A lot of people already realize, no, dude, shut the fuck up. You obviously are not in the marketing department. Go go piss off somewhere. I'm wondering if he got in trouble with Google. Google must have been like, hey, shut the fuck up. I mean, he we turned around. He turned around and said, all my thoughts are my own in his fucking. And that's usually what you put up when you're getting fucking ratioed to hell, high heaven. When you've been told to be like, hey, calm down. <laughs> no, Th this dude's a fucking idiot. Anyway, but yeah, uh, it does bring up a good point, though. Like, could developers start doing this? They could. They 100% could. They're already getting the benefit of having their game played. 
It's anyway, free marketing. It is free. That's marketing. what I've always said. It's free. Like when we stream things, like we're not like you said, maybe made twenty dollars in a month. Like you're getting free publicity from us. We're not very big, but anybody like even if like uh, I'm, I, I don't want to keep using the same streamers. Uh, I mean, all right, we'll take Pokemane. I don't know, whatever, or uh, Grand Pooh Bear when they're streaming like a Kaizo game or just even Fall Guys. It's like that's free publicity. Like. Why would you fuck up your free free publicity? They like your game. Why be like, well, we want money from this? I'm like, you're getting like, look at the amount of money you're not having to pay for your advertising. Mm-hmm. That's the money. But the, the that's the thing is they can't see an actual number, so they they to them it doesn't exist. I don't know. Mar- marketing is a fucked up weird game, bro. It is really 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 weird. I know. I've been getting more into marketing because I will have a food truck, you know, within the next couple of years. And marketing is going to be a very big thing for me. A social media presence is going to be very, very, it's going to be a make or break for my business. And uh, just to see, like, how some people do it, it's just like, this is, like, weird, man. Like, this is, like you're so super scummy. You got good food, but you're so scummy or something like that. Like, I don't know. Or I saw something today uh, where it said like eight dollars plus two dollars shipping was big brain, and then it said ten dollars plus free shipping was bigger brain, and then it said free plus ten dollars shipping is biggest brain. <laughs> <laughs> like you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so many people are going to be drawn to that free because human nature is like free. Like, I want it for free. $10 shipping, eh, okay. And, like, you didn't get it for free, though. Like, that's a marketing scheme. Like, that's a marketing thing. Right. Like that. Right, right. Anyway, Amazon's going to kill it anyway, says chat. Yeah, man, the Luna's going to, like, revolutionize everything, oh, right? fucking revolutionize. Like, I'm... great value Switch controller? <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, it might work better than the Switch controllers. That's some news that we didn't have an actual article on, but... yeah. Nintendo, you can now buy Joy-Cons individually. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that. Not not today. Shit's fucked. Play video games. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, we we got, got, I, I took a look at it. We got a good amount. We got, yeah, I'm surprised how many we got this time. I mean, like, it's all from the same people. Thank you for supporting us, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Haru asks, outside of Sonic 06, what are your biggest revelations so far in doing the Sonic tier list? And is there any other title you're, exper- uh, you're excited to experience? Let me pull up the spreadsheet. <laughs> Give me a this second. Is- where send me here send me the send it in discord send the uh the tier list so i could show people on the stream oh right on right on right on that way it's not just our dumb faces talking to each other let me find it it's in pictures and sonic because this question's more for you anyway so yeah so this should be updated so Corey's in the middle of getting that bitch updated. I'm going to pull up my spreadsheet because I have all the games that I'm planning on playing in the future as well. Um, let me know when it is up. It is up as of now. Cool. So what we're playing with right now, I'm about three weeks to a month into doing the Sonic tier list. It's been fairly successful. A lot of people have been uh, hanging out and joining in for the, the tier list and whatnot. 
Uh, A-Ranks are the usual suspects. We knew that Sonic 3 and Knuckles were going to be up there. We knew that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was going to be up there. Sonic Advance 2 was going to be high somewhere, but that's definitely an A for me, even though that game is hard as fuck. Uh, I haven't hit a B tier yet. Uh, I, I see you fucking with them cameras. I see you fucking with them cameras. Um, Sonic CD and Sonic 4 Episode 2 are sitting in the same spot in rank C. We got Sonic Chaos right behind it, followed by... Which... Go ahead. You kind of... With the Sonic 4 stuff, you kind of like... People were like, what? Yeah, that's like... That's like the big, like, what the fuck for a lot of people. And I, I have to sit there and be like, no, no, it's really not I that watched bad. you play both of those episodes, and 2 is better than two 1. 2 is way better than the first one. It way is. better. Sonic Chaos is is a decent game. That gave me such nostalgia. Like, nostalgia boner, because I remember being, like, a fucking four- or five-year-old sitting on my grandparents' steps playing that fucking game at, like, 8, 9 o'clock at night. Like that game almost made me cry because of like what it wow. does. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was crazy for me. We got vanilla Sonic the Hedgehog in C. That's going to be the baseline. Obviously Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic the Hedgehog for the master system. And then followed by that is Sonic Advance and D rank. We have Sonic 2, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Advance 3, and Sonic Heroes. And then finally in shit tier E, we have Sonic 4 episode one, which is soon to be followed like game tracks and I were talking about it. I don't know if I'm going to put it into E tier or put it in its own separate special you need to tier. Have a, sh- a dumpster fire tier. But Sonic 06 is going in there, and I'm like, I'm putting, I'm trying to gather all of my internal fortitude to play that game tomorrow because I just don't fucking want to. I I have I have fucking I mean, do you PCS- have to play it all the way or can you just be like fuck this game it's bad. So, here's the thing. If I've already previously played the game and I have beaten it, I'm not going to play it to completion. And I pulled that card for Sonic Heroes because I have beaten that game to its completion. But for the tier list, I only played Team Sonic. I've al- I already know what happens you at the, the end. the normal route. I I did the normal game Team Dark is the same campaign, but harder. Team Rose is the same campaign, but easier. And then Team Espio or Chaotix or whatever Chaotix. the fuck it is, is like they've got little fucking mini missions within within the game. Like you have to go find Chow or some stupid shit like that. Mm. It's – you're padding the game with bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 artificially. But you've never played Sonic 06 all the way. No, you I have, have not, and I have to have play to. the entire game. But it is so. How far are you into the game? Do you know? I am about sixty to seventy percent done with Sonic Story. And oh god, you have to play all of them. I yeah, I have to do Shadows and Silver Story, and then I got the final part that I go through. So Ugh. it's there's going to be a few more weeks of just playing that game. But, bro, that's some nasty bullshit. Right? It is that's nasty. A nasty butthole. Is what that is like fighting some of the bosses fighting silver in in Sonic 06. The first time that you I fight him, you talked about this. Before, oh, my yeah. God. You have to turn the camera away and listen for, for fucking audio, audio cues. cues to turn yeah, around yeah. and hit this fucker like, oh, I mean. It did kill that game killed Brett's PS3. So <laughs> when I first tried to stream that game, like when I was running vetted games, 
that killed my stream. Like it killed my streaming setup. God for doesn't want months. this to be a thing. <laughs> months, it's, bro. We have strayed so far away from God in playing this game. Oh, uh, but no, I. As far as like um, going back to the question, biggest revelation so far doing this Sonic Sonic Four Episode Two is legitimately a decent game. Everything mm-hmm. else that I'm playing through, I've kind of knew where they were going i would say like the two (laughs) biggest surprises is that i originally had sonic heroes in b tier because i have fond memories of playing that game when i was in you kept hyping it up a little bit and i was just like i I think you need to play it again yeah and then i played it again i'm like oh no no this is bad oh no (laughs) (laughs) seriously um and then you know sonic sonic heroes go down to d Sonic 4 Episode 2 went up to C. Outside of that, everything is kind of like in the same spots. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm satisfied with Sonic Adventure 2's placing, but I think I'm going to leave it there. I think that it really is like a C. But the thing that I also have to visit is that the GameCube version and the subsequent versions of Sonic Adventure after the GameCube release is significantly different than the Dreamcast yes. version. The Dreamcast version yes. plays much smoother. So I might have to sit down and play the Dreamcast version either on stream or offline just to like have that caveat in there. Like, so wait, what did you when you played Adventure, what version did you play? Played the GameCube version. Oh, so you played Director's Cut. I played Director's Cut. And the thing is the Director's Cut is very similar to the Steam version, the PS3 version, and the Xbox yeah. version. So it may not be an honest um what's the word I'm looking for? An honest evaluation analysis. or an analysis yeah. of the game. Uh so I might end up playing it on Redream or whatever. You could just talk to Scotty. He played it right around the time you played the GameCube version. Mm-hmm. And he had uh Oh boy, did he have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Sonic Adventure is Sonic Adventure. It's not It's not the most... It was amazing for what it was in the year 2000. But in 2020, 20, looking back 20 years, it's not, it's not the same. Well, see, I, I always compare, and I, I don't know if it's fair to do it, but I compare Sonic's first advancement into 3D, which I feel like is Sonic Adventure. Mm-hmm. That's the first big one. And then I look at Mario's first into 3D, which is Super Mario 64. And Super Mario 64 is so, so superior to Sonic Adventure. Like, But the thing, here's my rebuttal to that. Sonic Adventure was not trying to be what um, Super Mario was. Like, Super Mario is a significantly slower game. They try to use sandbox elements of it. So you were on this, you were in this stage, but you can do whatever you fucking wanted to. You had objectives to hit in each of the stages where Sonic was get to the end of the stage, high speed action. The camera has to be on you the entire time. I'm not, it's not like any of these newer fan games that you're seeing where you can like move the camera around and try to figure out where you're going to get your platforming to and shit like that. Well, my counter argument to that is both of those games need solid controls. And if you look at the solid, if you look at the controls at base, Mario 64 works better than Sonic Adventure does. But what's Sonic Adventure's biggest uh, issue? What do you What do you mean? What is the biggest? Sometimes, like, you just, the controls don't fucking work. Sonic's biggest issue is its camera. 
That's what, and that has always been an issue with early uh, 3D Sonic games. Its camera has been its Achilles heel. It didn't have a dedicated a- camera button or joystick. No, because... Like, I mean, we always say that if the Dreamcast had a, the second stick, it would have made many games more, like, perfect. Yeah, and... much more enjoyable to play. Or fix the camera issues. Because, like, when I play the original Sonic Adventure, and I'm going to go Dreamcast on this one, just remove the fact that a lot of the um, the stages are broken and you just fall through because that shit happens in like other ports because the, the game was not rebuilt properly. If I'm playing like OG Dreamcast, the controls in that a lot of the problems that you have with controlling Sonic is based in the camera. The camera is the biggest issue. So when I'm playing, what is it, Mystic Temple or whatever the fuck it is, the Ancient Temple when you're going to find out, like, what the... The one that's not racist with chanting at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to get through some of the, the harder portions of the the platforming is because the camera has, is so fixated on being in the back of Sonic, but when you jump and you make these jumps, and then the camera has to go back to its fixed state, focusing on that snake that goes up, you're just, like, flying into the fucking wind hoping that you make it. And then you're you're oh, just yeah. clipping off. So, I don't know. I've played Super Mario 64 recently, and I was just like, man, this game's still so good. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the the game is legitimately good. And For caveat, I played the OG. Mm-hmm. I didn't play the 3D All-Star one yet. I haven't seen how... I w- I'm actually curious to finish playing the N64 version and then right away Going into play the Switch, the Switch version, version yeah. to see what it is. But I played that. That's one of the things I should have talked about in my week. But I played it, and you watched me play it, and you were like, oh... You got good controls. Like I think you're going to do pretty good in this race. So yeah, no, no, you'll you'll do fine. Um, that's where I'm at as far as like what I'm excited to play. I've played most of these games. Like what was the na- what was the question? Well, the question <laughs> was: uh, Is there any other title that you're excited to experience? And gotcha. like I haven't. I'm excited for you to play Tales Adventure. Yes, Tales Adventure. I haven't played through all the way yet. Um, I've watched people play it. I'm excited to play that. Um, the morbid curiosity of Rise of Lyric, Sonic's Boom, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric. Oh God! I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to. If play... you're gonna play Tales Adventure, play that GameCube version. Play the GameCube version. Yeah, that's the one that I played. Okay. It's just, I mean, you don't have to play it on Game Gear. It's a Game Gear game, and I think it only got ported onto that GameCube, the Gems Collection. Yes. Shit. What else? I mean, I've played a lot of these other ones. Unleashed Colors. Uh, I'm not excited to play Unleashed. I didn't finish that game, but like the only thing that's fun are the daylight stages for me. Are you excited to play the Black Knight? No. No, I'm not. Or the Secret Rings? Uh, so Secret Rings, I used to think, was the worst Sonic game. Until 06. <laughs> uh, until 06. Like, I was just like, oh, 06 can't be that, that bad. There's a reason that we constantly talk shit on 06. Like, I, oh, I was always curious. I was always curious because whenever we talked about Sonic 06, you were always pretty quiet. Whenever it came to Sonic 06, and I was just like, that's really weird. And then I didn't find out until a couple months ago that you had never fucking played yeah, it. Yeah, no. And I'm just like, oh, okay, let's pop your virginity right now then. <laughs> no. At least Sonic Boom can go into that dumpster fire tier that'll eventually be made. Oh, Zombie Hunter apparently has played it. Uh, I don't know. So, like, I want to play that. I'm actually relatively excited to actually go through Lost World. Mostly because I want to replay the Yoshi and Legend of Zelda stages for that. Because Nintendo made DLC, free DLC for those stages. And every, like, 10... Yeah, let the good developers step in and help (laughs) you out. (laughs) 
I mean, I mean, it it gets a lot of shit. I'm not sure how good it's going to be received in the long run, but uh, we'll we'll see. No, we are not making the title. Chris gets his cherry popped. <laughs> We're not doing that. Well, you just said it, so We're not doing that. Uh, that question was strictly for you because I have no input on that. No, no, that's fine. That's where I'm at. With- I'm gonna do my Mario tier list, and I'm gonna have to do mine three times longer than you because there's. I feel like there's a lot more Mario. Are there more more Mario main title games than Sonic main title games? So I'm only focusing on the 2D, 3D, and racing games, and there is about 60. There's 60 Sonic games. I don't know about the Mario games. So we know that there's Super Mario 1, 2, and 3. We got the Mario. We got Worlds. We got Karts. We got Super Mario RPG. Lands. We got Lands. So you got. So that right there is like nine. Three is Wario. Am I including the educational ones like Mario Lost in Time? No. Uh, Or Mario (laughs) is Missing. You should play Mario that is, is Missing. That's, that's, that's a Luigi game? Uh, no, that's Mario. That still counts. No, you play as Luigi. That still counts. We, we should play that. No. We should play that. No, that game is fucking bad. My dad, I got that as a kid, and I went, what the fuck is this as a kid? Oh, and dude. Then I watched my, and then I watched my dad beat it. So <laughs> I think the NES and the Super Nintendo ones are like drastically different. I watched my sister. I played the Super Nintendo one because it had the Super Mario World sprites. I think I watched my sister play the Mario is Missing games. Uh, I don't remember what version she had, but I'm looking at this and I'm just like, what the fuck is this nonsense? Like, you go. There is a Mario's time machine, too. There is a Mario time machine. I got to go find those games. I need to play them and experience them for myself because... At one point, I'm just like, why is I'm, – I'm going through the streets of Italy, and I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck am I? Mama mia, papa pia. <laughs> I, I'm like, where the fuck am I? All I'm doing is walking or down these streets the, uh, and the going one. down, like, these 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 tubes, these pipes, and I'm not getting There's anywhere. There's a PC game where it's like Mario's like – it's like playing Go Fish with Mario, and uh, it's some edu- fucking educational game with Mario. I don't think it's licensed by Nintendo, but he's just like, goldfish, and you're just like, what the fuck is this game, man? Mario teaches typing. Mario teaches typing. That's what it is. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, God. No, those are not the games I would play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mario RPG, yeah. I my, my Retro Freak died last time I was playing that, so I need to pick that back up. What do you mean it died? You remember when it died and I had to send it off? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. You're it right. was right around that time when I was playing, when I was uh, doing a playthrough of that. Oof, that sucks. That reminds me, my Polymega comes this, uh, not this month, but like in like two Speaking weeks. Speaking of dropping a shit ton of money on systems. Yeah, you want to talk about bad bad experiences or uh, bad, bad life, financial decisions. Bad life decisions. Uh, oh, next God. question, is there any one game... IP that you are most passionate about or willing to go into hour-long discussions when you find someone else loves it like you do. Okay, so I feel like this isn't the question that Haru asked for the uh, Megavisions podcast questions portion, but it's very similar. And in fact, he did add that in later on. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Uh, what I mean, I could talk about Mega Man, the entire franchise. For I could talk about lore and games and good games, bad games. Like, I can talk about Mega Man. Mega Man, and that encompasses Mega Man X as well. So, like, just the Mega Man franchise in general. I could talk about that. Uh, I could probably talk about Star Fox for a long time, but there's not that many games to talk about. So, 
Uh, I'd be more with the Mega Man and stuff like that. And I'm trying to think. I think that's where I'm trying to think in because I've had these discussions with my buddy that lives in that works for Blizzard now, where we would just sit there and talk about video games. And uh, yeah, it's it's that's basically it. It'd be, it'd be probably Mega Man out of all of them. It fears. It feels like I am not exactly an expert on any one specific IP. I can talk about a lot of different IPs and just just gush about them. But I mean, I get bullshit all day. Yeah, exactly. Like I can go into just about anything, and like the easiest ones are like Sonic and Star Wars and fucking Xenoblade and anything along those lines. Shin Megami Tensei. But there's also so much that I don't know because I haven't mm-hmm. experienced everything yet so it's it's hit and miss here and there i mean i'm gonna i talked about it in the mega visions podcast and i'm going to pick off of haru's next question where he says i love deus ex and it's the only franchise of its kind that has made me lose hours of sleep due to investment is there a game that no matter how many times you play it you can never play for less than a few hours at a time and i would say that would probably be for us legend of dragoon that's the obvious answer yeah but even beyond that uh guilty gear like going combining those two questions together like i can talk guilty gear lore because it's fucking dumb speaking of which wooly came out with a video for that yes he did and it was it was fairly good it was a fairly good video i'm proud of him uh you actually skipped a question in between no i mean i saw it i i just knew (laughs) the first and the third question were very similar to each other uh, Wait, what? I love Day Sex, and it's the only franchise of its kind that makes me lose hours of sleep due to investment. Is there a game that no matter how many times you replay it, you can never play it for less than a few hours at a time? Yeah, the, like you said, Legend of Dragoon. Used to be MMOs. I'd play World of Warcraft for hours mm-hmm. just playing it, just because I loved playing it back in the day. Uh, that's basically it for that one. Yeah. Uh, his last question is, what is one anime that you think deserves a big budget release akin to Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm? Well, OK, so I was going to say I don't particularly like the arena fighting style games like the Naruto games or I mean, some of the old Dragon Ball Z fi- arena fighting games are fine. And even the Xenoverse games are fine. But I think my hero needs a dragon. My hero academia needs a Dragon Ball Fighter Z version of the game. That was the game I was going to go with, or that was the IP that I was going to go with. My hero academia definitely needs the team fighter experience. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is most of the time it is teams. Mm-hmm. No, one hundred percent on that. We need the Marvel My Hero Academia. What a, what else can we think though? Like. A fighting game you could do hunter hunter i think hunter hunter and even then it's so similar to yu yu Hakusho, which again well, could be another yeah. anime that deserves the the fighting game treatment a good fighting game mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i was thinking about it a couple uh, about a week ago uh girl could totally have a mech fighting game like there's so many different kinds of mechs and shit in that game in that uh anime like, it's very niche. Of course, it's niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would probably have to do, like, a trigger universe or something like that so you could get, like, kill a kill. But even then, like, kill a kill isn't really, like... It's not really mech, is it? No, they're not mechs. So, like, I don't know. I, I always think of, like, how Pacific Rim could have had a good fighting game, but it never did. Like, there was a fighting game that came out for Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good. 
Or like uh even like the uh I don't know. I would go with Gurren Lagan because there's such a wide. You could get at least a good twelve uh, fighter roster out of Gurren Lagan, and you could make them totally different. That's the thing, though. When we're talking about fighting games now, like a twelve man roster is so small that people are going to look at that and be like, "There's no future for that game to continue." That would be more along the lines of a. Fan you know game. what? I'm going to take exactly what Zombie Hunter said. One Piece. Okay, so I I get it. One Piece has a thousand characters. I (laughs) I get it. However, I just feel like One Piece works better as like an adventure role playing game. And there was a game on the Wii that did not get released in the United uh, that did not get released in the United States. That was like an open world adventure One Piece game, and it was it was fairly good for the little bit of time that I played it. No, I could totally with as much of the action that I've seen in that game, you or in that game, but in that. Like the excerpts that I've seen from that manga and that anime, there are some hype moments. Totally there are some hype yeah. fucking moments, and there's there are so many different forms that you can have different versions of Luffy in. Oh yeah, you got the Haku form mm-hmm. and like all all that. Sh- yeah, I mean, I got a friend, and she's uh, she hasn't been reminding me lately, but she used to remind me daily to be like, "Hey, read One Piece, you piece of shit," like or at least watch it or something like that. And it's just it's it is intimidating when you look at the library. It's in fucking intimidating. Yeah, it is. But I've also seen like some dope at like one of her favorite. I don't know if you know who this character is, but his name is Don Flamingo. Yes. And like she she's cosplayed as him. Mm-hmm. Like and she fucking her her name on Instagram is Gucci Mingo. Like <laughs> <laughs> like she has the best out of all of my Instagram followers. She has the best fucking thing. So yeah, like. I could see that. I, I'm kind of man. I just wish I didn't have work in school so I could just watch anime and play video games all day. That's like <laughs> you know, just the dream that everybody exactly, has. exactly. That that is that is closer. Uh, if you want newer new, anime, well, chat says maybe Black Clover. There's a big diversity of fighters. I'd have to get into Black Clover before I commit to that. I heard. I was gonna say. I was gonna say JoJo, but JoJo's got a couple. Yeah, JoJo. I mean. I people talk shit about this fighting game and I don't know why. I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle. That game is so yeah, it's great. fucking good. And now that I know more characters in the JoJo universe, it's even more cool. Yeah, it is so fucking good. I don't give a shit what everyone says. That game is great. I think the physical version of that's not cheap. Really? I like at one point it had a weird like I don't think it got a huge US release. No, it did. I bought it in I bought a Japanese version. Uh, I don't know if I have the American version now that I think about it. Yo, I have the the English version, and there was only one. And I don't know. That game is super good. Let me see. Game Value Now has it. Corey, where'd you go? I'm still here. Oh, yeah, I have the Japanese version because I was like, this is a fighting game. I don't need to know what the music, like the, what the reading it's is. It's a hundred bucks. For the American version? It's a hundred bucks. Yeah, man. I still have this one. I imported it. I never opened up the Japanese version. <laughs> That's crazy. Johnny Joestar is best Joestar. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, fuck off with that. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> and or madam. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh... And then there was even Eyes of Heaven after that. That was more of a like a story-driven fighting game. Yeah, Eyes of Heaven I heard was really good. 
Eyes of Heaven is super spoiler if you don't know about JoJo, so don't fucking play it. I still have not played it. I own it, and I haven't played it because there's tons of spoilers from, like, part six and seven. Did it get an English release? It's it's on the PlayStation 4. On the Like, you can buy it on the PlayStation 4 uh, store. I'll check it out. Because I got the demo when it first came out. Moving on, Scotty Mofa Show asks, number one, why is Corey the worst Phasmophobia player ever? Fuck you, first of all. <laughs> The game's bad. You should feel bad. <laughs> uh, Zombie Hunter asks, "I think you should you should change question one to who's the biggest scared bitch, Chris or Corey?" It'd be me. Clearly, I told y'all I don't like scary games. Yeah, I got to the point where I was just like, "Yo, let's Leroy Jenkins this shit." And then Scotty was complaining on the podcast earlier where he was just like, "Chris would just disappear," and we'd be sitting there. I'm like, "Okay, who's got the thermometer?" Because it's one of the most important items in the game. And Chris is just like, "Oh, I got it on the radio, mind you." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Who's got the 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 spirit box?" And Chris chimes in, "Oh, I got that too." And he's just like, "Who's got the flashlight?" Yep, me, I got that. It was like, Chris, get the fuck back here. <laughs> yeah, you had all the important items. So if you were to die, we would have been fucked. I also realized that you got to buy a shit ton of cameras in that game. Yes. Like, we all should have bought a camera. We should have had four cameras so we could have put it all up throughout the house. Throughout the house. Because mm-hmm. just having the one to be like, oh, we put it in the wrong space. We need to go move it. But we're going to die. It's like, fuck that. I'll watch Vitals. I'll be the comms guy. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, he and I were talking um, tech with that. I'm just like, look, someone always needs to be in the van at all times to to watch the cameras, to watch vitals, to keep an eye on everybody, to talk about, you know, fucking spirit levels and when shit's or going sound down. Sound sensors. We didn't even get one of those. Exactly. So, like, I think that there needs to be a rotation when people play, no. Well, obviously not you because you're <laughs> nah, big I'm old man. bitch. But no, it's. I honestly didn't think it was all that bad. I thought it was relatively fun. Mm. Anyway, his next question says, "Scariest video game you've ever played?" I had to say the new Resident Evil Two remake was pretty fucking. I don't play many scary games, but that was fucking spooky as shit. Once uh, Mister X is really revealed, and like you got to start listening, mm-hmm. and it's in stereo. And it's just fucking scary. Like, Resident Evil 2 was a really good... Like, they did a really good job of that. I, I agree with that. I also think that, um, like, atmospheric-wise, it was it was pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. No, if I'm going to go with a scary game, I'm going to go with the first Amnesia. The first Amnesia, even though it's, like, all atmospheric and you couldn't die for the first 90% of the game... You play that shit at night, and you're going to get freaked to fucking hell. That yeah, game. I don't like scary games. <laughs> that game is really, really good. All right. His next question says, first time a game spooked you good. Ooh. The first time a game spooked me really good was Ocarina of Time, the Forest Temple, when a wall, uh, when a wall climber got me. And I turned the game off, <laughs> and I said, nope, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> Also, I said it during the stream, but when I first saw Clanker and Banjo's Kazooie, I don't like underwater levels, and the first thing you see is this big ass. Sh- I don't like sharks, and I saw this big ass shark. I said, "Nope," and I turned the game off. <laughs> nah, shit. First time I ever got spooked. Oh, dude i i can't I can't think of one. Honestly, like 
I didn't get into like spooky horror games until way later in my life. Like I was already an adult when I was playing. Uh, Spookiest game you played was church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about summoning the spirits and shit like that. Um, <laughs> no, there's, I, I honestly can't think of one. I would say like the game that actually like scared me a little bit would probably be amnesia. I played that back in 2012, 2013. That was th- Silent Hills 2 spooked me really hard too. Yeah. Especially when you get to the one room where it's all like orifices and shit like that mm-hmm. and there's a, like a really weird cut scene and it just Silent Hill can fuck with you just psychologically. Right. So I don't know. No, I I don't really think that there's a a game that's like spooked the shit out of me. Uh first movie that spooked the shit out of you good. Uh, the first thing I can remember that scared the shit out of me, and I was scared of this movie. It's now one of my favorite movies, but it scared me from ages three until ten. Was Gremlins? I saw Gremlins when I was way too young, and it just—I was—I mean, I've been a pussy all my life. If you don't know this, <laughs> so <laughs> I was scared. I was ter- I had nightmares about this movie. Like I was—I would wake up in the middle of the night crying because I was. Just, and my parents were like, you know, when you're a parent, you're like this. This should be fine. You don't know if this is going to be like a psychological tor- like terror or anything. And my parents were just like, yeah, let them watch Gremlins. And I was just like, no, nope, scared the shit out of me. But now today it's one of my favorite movies ever. I love that movie. Like it's, I feel like it's one of the most closest to being a perfect movie I've ever seen. Really? Uh, and then another one that weirdly enough, I, and I think it has to be in the environment that I saw it. I watched the first Paranormal Activity on a big screen TV in pitch black and I had a few beers and uh, I had to sleep with the lights on me and my girlfriend uh, for two nights in a row, the bathroom light. We had uh, apartments where it was the bedroom and then there was a bathroom right off of the bedroom. And uh, I kept the bathroom light on and I would just lay there for hours just looking at the ceiling. I have never Uh, zombie hunter says, is it a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Uh, Yes. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I don't have uh, a movie that's really done that to me either because I didn't watch scary movies until I was probably in college. My first, like, I don't even know if you can call it horror movie. It's technically a slasher. Those are horror movies. (laughs) Shit, what the fuck was it? My Bloody Valentine. Uh, The the original or the remake? The remake. That was probably... Remake's good. Remake's not bad, uh, but it didn't... It has Jensen Ackles in it. It didn't spook me. Uh, drag me to hell was it was okay. I'm trying to think of like that's it's good when you think about that's a Sam Raimi movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not bad. Drag me to hell wasn't too bad. Alien, I would say that Alien is probably like the one movie that really got it right for me. Aliens two spooked me as a kid a little bit. Like I loved watching it, but it scared me. Mm-hmm. No, what you were saying with my bloody Valentine? That's the time that the supernatural guys uh, decided to both do movies. And Jensen Ackles was in My Bloody Valentine. And then the other guy, I can't remember his name, the bigger, taller guy, he was in the Friday the 13th, the Final Cut remake. Both movies are very, very good. I really like the remakes mm. of both of those movies. Rising Dragon does a, a weekly watch party of horror movies. 
this month. Ooh, we need to jump in that. He usually does it when we're recording the podcast. So oh, on Sunday night. Yeah. So on. Well, I'm getting those. I'm getting those wisdom teeth removed next next week. So I'm gonna have like three days where I don't. Three or four days where I don't do anything. So I'm probably just gonna be watching horror movies or streaming and not talking to people. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I walked into the uh, chat says I walked into the wrong movie theater and I ended up sitting down next to someone who I thought was my mother and saw the Crypt Keeper opening from Deeming Night at 11 <laughs> years old. Currently, the reason why I love the tales of the crypt shows and movies as an adult. You know, my aunt and uncle had HBO and I would stay the night with them because my, you know, they, my cousins lived there too. And they would watch that shit. And I was so terrified of tales from the crypt, <laughs> but I love the show and the movies uh, Bordello of blood and demon night. You want to see Billy Zane's best performance. Mm-hmm. It's in demon night. Okay. Billy Zane's a charismatic motherfucker in that movie. <laughs> No, I, I haven't seen – I need to catch up on my horror movies because there's, just... there's a lot of shit. Like, okay, so you got to – I like stupid horror movies. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll watch shitty and bad ones. Uh, some people don't like that. They only want to watch the good ones. Like, I watched Howling 2, Your, Were- Your Sister's a Werewolf. But the only reason I watched that is because John Tron did a video about it, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And me and my wife have both realized because we watched that movie last year. We're like, we're just going to watch John Tron's video every year instead of the actual <laughs> movie. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Goosebumps. Uh, Goosebumps was good. I believe there was another one, another scary kid show. I liked uh, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark a little bit more. Are you afraid of the dark? Was pre- that was on the Saturday night kids SNL? I missed out on on all of that. I didn't really watch the the kids SNL that was on Nickelodeon, like all that and shit like that. I unfortunately all that Keenan and Kill. Are you afraid of the dark? Mm, no, it was usually a two hour block. Uh, so I think it was a bit longer too. than that. They had they had quite a bit of stuff, and then t- my 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 mother was just like, "Oh no, fucking." Nickelodeon is of the devil, and I couldn't watch any of that shit. So. Well, everything changed once we got Cartoon Network. Yeah, that was like once I got Cartoon Network, I started like seeing Adult Swim and like because I used to watch Cartoon Network back when it was like cartoon cartoon stuff had just come out, mm-hmm. and most of Cartoon Network was like Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry. Like, and then Boomerang came out, and all those shows sh- shifted over to Boomerang, and then we started getting like. You know, Ed and Eddie, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, I Am Weasel, like all that good, crazy shit that didn't get on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got next? Uh, H2O's got two. The first one is, when will Chris work on the Game Gear games for the tier list? I would like to see him do a separate t- Game Gear tier list. Uh, so I think those are going in there. Well, I already did. Okay, so technically they're not Game Gear games, but I did do Sonic 1, 2, and Chaos. I elected to do those on the master system because of the resolution. Triple Trouble is still on the list. And then the only remaining games is Tales Sky Patrol, Tales Adventure, Sonic Drift 1 and 2. And is there another one? I don't think that there's another one. Me and Scotty played Sonic Drift. That's the racing one on Game Gear. Yeah, it's rough. It's real rough. <laughs> it's a it's a rough game. So there's only five more games out of the Game Gear games to play. Tales Adventure is going to get the highest rating out of that. Absolutely, think. definitely yeah. think so. That game is so. I good. was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I streamed it all night. Like I could beat it in one night. Mm-hmm. So like it's only like a four hour game, but I was also using a walkthrough, so I could like not be because there's a lot of backtracking. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I don't want to do all this backtracking. <laughs> right. 
Uh, his last question is that if you could take one villain from the Power Rangers franchise, what would you want to put into Battle of the Grid? Uh, we have to see what enemies villains are already in there. I know Goldar is already in there. So Goldar is think... in there. We got the Ranger Slayer from the OG Mightamorphin Power Rangers. What else we got? We got Lord Zed. We got yeah. Dai Shi, who honestly Dai Shi is one of the best ones. Lord Dragon. Is Rita in there? Uh, Rita, Rita so Rita is not in there, but I honestly wouldn't put Rita in there. I guess she would be like a decent zoning character. Yeah, that's what she would be. She'd be like a Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would honestly throw in some of the Psycho Rangers from the In Space series, the Power Rangers in Space. Uh, how is it that you know more about? How is it that you know about Power Rangers? Like, uh, how did your parents not think that was the devil? Oh, they did. They did. Oh, okay. I didn't f- find out more stuff about Power Rangers until like way later on. And then my son started watching Power Rangers. And then I started reading up on Super Sentai. And all of that shit's connected. Super Sentai Warriors is dope as fuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Or what is it? Uh, it's not that. It's not Super Sentai Warriors. There's What's the main series in Japan called? Uh, Kamen Rider. Okay, yeah. Kamen Rider, yeah. Kamen Rider's pretty uh, cool. Fuck Ivan Ooze. He was already in a game and he was overpowered. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ivan Ooze is dumb. You can pass on Ivan Ooze. Uh, Vengex from RPM. I would pick uh, I just want to see who's the two doofy dudes? Like the actual guys? Oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah, put them in there. They're a duo, <laughs> a tag team duo. There's honestly like a few decent villains that you can throw in there after that. Like in Stromnima from In Space. What again. was so what's weird is I watched the the Power Rangers Wild Force, I think, when like all of their zords were based after like animals and they had more than one zord. Like every episode was like, "Hey, we found the essence of the giraffe. Now we have this zord we can call in." Yeah, like like at one point like each ranger had like four to five zords they could call in each. And then there was a villain that showed up that started stealing that shit from them and turning all the Zords bad. And I don't know who that guy was called, but I would put that guy in there. I remember something similar to that, but I don't I don't recall. Uh, I know that Bulk and Skull. Yeah, Bulk and Skull. <laughs> right now they're going through Jungle Fury. The the big baddie from that is uh, Daishi. Uh, but there's a few other ones, I think, from that series that you can also add in there that are relatively cool. I just don't know their names because the one that ends up watching it ultimately at the end of the day is my son. So that's, I I only have so much power Rangers lore up in my brain housing group. Okay. I'm not crazy. A lot of people liked power Rangers wild force. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Power Rangers wild force Zords. The wild Zords is what they were called. Okay. We need to see how many there were. Holy shit. Okay. Hold on. Show me. So there was the red lion, the yellow eagle, the blue shark, the black bison, the white tiger, the elephant wild zord, the giraffe, the bear brothers, which you had the black bear and the polar bear. You had the gorilla. You had the dark wild zords, which were the wolf, the hammerhead shark, and the alligator. Then you had the striker wild zords, which was the rhino and the armadillo. Then you had the deer wild zord, the falcon. The undiscovered wild zords, which were the stingray, zebra, rat, and peacock. And then you had the animus 
wild swords, which were the black lion, the blue condor, the saw shark, the brown buffalo, and the yellow there's, jaguar. There's only five. There's only five Power Rangers. <laughs> Why? Yeah, but you did, they were specialized and did different things. It's... Oh, my God. They're, oh, they're, the Wikipedia has images with them. Oh, this oh imagery God. is not did not age well. <laughs> oh, you need to share it. The Bear Brothers is where it was at. The Bear Brothers was dope. Uh, this this is uh, Beast Wars level of like cringe. <laughs> oh, these Ugh. are these are stupid. I love them. Who was the bad guy in this? A Wild Force I, bad guy. Who was the wild? Who was the villains in Wild Force? If you'd asked me what I was going to do today, it wasn't going to be this. Oh, this is a fucking... What's his goddamn name? I was just looking at him. Master Org. Master Org? Yeah. Oh, the... How old is Wild Force? Because... Early 2000s, I think. Yeah, that's that's pretty terrible. Yeah, the Shadow Rangers. Who was the one, though? He would play a little, like, flute thing like the Green Ranger did, and he would turn the Wild Zords bad. I have no clue. Yeah, the putrid. Oh god, the, the, you look at like some of the main characters. They all have like the fucking thin headband, like they're in fucking oh, yeah. Karate Kid. There's one named Juggalo. <laughs> 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 oh my god, this is. I could have swore there was a bad guy. Dumb. This is so stupid. Oh man. Anyway. Jesus Christ. No, I have to find this now. Oh, now you got to. Uh, Evil Ranger. I got to find this. Clone Shadow Rangers. Okay, maybe it was just the Shadow Rangers and they they did it. Maybe it wasn't just one guy. So, I don't know. Did they have a shark? Yeah, they had like four different kinds of sharks. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Great White, the Hammerhead. All that shit. I remember. I specifically remember the Bear Brothers episode. I don't, I, I, I don't recall that. I don't recall that at all. When did let's see when this came out. I gotta look it up again. This uh first aired in two thousand two. Wow. It aired February 9th of two thousand two, and last episode aired November sixteenth, two thousand two. So it looks like it was only like one big season. Forty episodes. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh man, it's on Netflix. <laughs> Not I know what I'm doing, doing when I can't talk next weekend. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I watched it every morning because it came on before school. Oof. I remember watching it. It has a 92% Google users rating. Of course it does. It has a 6.3 on IMDb, which is not bad for Power Rangers. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's mostly positive. I also remember Big Bad, Be- Big Bad Beetleborgs. I remember that Beetleborgs. That was such a ripoff, but they were so cool. Oh, it was. The they toys with Dracula and Frankenstein. The toys were so fucking cool because they were like diecast. Like, do you remember yeah. the? And there was only figures? three of them. Yeah, there was only three of them. Yeah. So so. Well, that's all we got for the questions. Cool. What are you doing this weekend before getting your besides getting your teeth pulled out? I think me and Scotty are going to stream Zombies Ate My Neighbors on Tuesday night because we were going to do it on Thursday because. We can't because Thursday is my anniversary. So I am – I have to go – so I'm having the operation done in the city that I used to live in because our town doesn't have a big – it doesn't have somewhere where you can go and have oral surgery like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to Little Rock or Jonesboro. 
So I'm going to Jonesboro, but I have to go and get a COVID test two days before the operation, which is on Tuesday. So I got to go get a COVID test on that day. I saw Andy Cortez playing a game last night called Scourgebringer. And basically it is Dead Cells mixed with Celeste. And uh, it looked pretty fucking dope. It's only $15 on Steam. So I might buy that and play it a little bit because it looks really, really fun. But besides that, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. I want to do some more Perler Beads. I think H2O and I are going to try and meet up. And he's going to play some more Pokemon. And I'm going to do some more Pokemon Perlers or I don't know, just Perlers in general. I don't know. I got like I got to get a lot of homework done before that weekend too. So streams will be up in the air. But if you want to check out where my streams might happen, just follow me on Twitter. That's going to be the best thing. If you want to see the food I've been posting, I've been posting a lot of food on Instagram of what I've been making. So you can go check me out on Instagram too. Hell yeah. So I am going to play some sort of Sonic game. It's probably going to be Sonic 06, but if I if I have like a shitty day, I'm not going to want to do it. I'm going to want to do it. be a shitty day. Like Oof. someone just has to be like, "Good morning." You're like, "I'm not playing Sonic 06 today." <laughs> <laughs> I'm awake. I'm not playing this game. Uh I I don't know. We're we're going to play some we're going to play something. We're going to play something. Something Sonic related. I I might actually start doing some of the racing games. I might do like uh Sonic and Sega All-Stars, you, the first one. You you're going to have to do an you're going to have to do like a night of Sonic 06 and then play good Games that you know are good Sonic games because it's out of it is out of your mouth so grating. And then I'm if I'm you a f- play bad game back ba- bad game back to bad game back to bad game, you're just gonna be like fuck this tier list, and then you're gonna abandon the idea. Yeah, no, I definitely don't want to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna space it out a little bit. I'm not convinced that I'm going to do Sonic 06 just yet. It could be, could not be, uh, but I'm definitely gonna go back and play more Shin Megami Tensei 4. I had a lot of fun on Friday. And it was it was generally a good time. So that's that's what I'm looking at when I'm streaming on Mega Visions on Wednesday. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just hook up my Sega Genesis Mini and start fucking around. I was around. gonna say that might be in the night, unless you're just wanting to focus the tier list on your personal channel. That might be a night where you play a Sonic game for your tier list. Uh, I usually just blend whatever I'm doing on my personal channel with with whatever is on Mega Visions. Gotcha. So, that's fine. Those are the things I'm doing. I'm working on a project in the background. Uh, clips, hopefully, will be out at the end of this week. Yeah, no. All around, good time. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, uh, there will... Unless you got something planned, I won't be on the next episode, if it, if we have one coming up this weekend. I I don't know what I'm going to do. Either I'm going to stream, or I'm going to just focus on editing. I don't know. One of the so, two. Probably going to say, safe to say, we won't have an episode coming out next week. It, unless I have a guest that I pull in. I'll keep everyone posted. But Yeah. So I will see y'all in two weeks. Yeah. So, because I got to get these fucking... I got this one man that grew in sideways that's apparently rubbing up against my other a molar right there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it's no big of a problem. But then they were like, oh, no, that wisdom tooth has decay on it. And it's making your molar decay. So if you don't want to lose a molar, you're going to need to remove it. I was like, God damn it. Just give me really good pain pills. Okay. I want to be, I don't want to feel things. Mm -hmm. Fuck that shit. Yep. All right. Well, you guys stay safe out there because even though it is getting colder, there is a pandemic still going on. Yep. And uh, make sure to get your ass out there and vote.
Totally. I don't care. Well, I'm not going to ask you who you're voting for. Just get out there and fucking do it. Yep. Go do your thing. So. All right, guys. Y'all take it easy. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Deuces.